0: the common man in t-bone podcast is brought to you by care heating and cooling Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call one eight hundred Cooling when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus
1: content from past shows. I'm, I'm, you know, I
2: with the, no, no, I'm, and 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 what I, what I was, I don't know, but I, I, bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You are now listening to Common Man and Tebow.
0: And I just want to tell you right now, that bonus content we drop will be uncensored and raw. Raw. Yeah. Yeah, like take out the jergens because your skin's going to be chafing, because it's raw. <laughs> Featuring Panama
2: Ted, imported from Panama. Thank
3: you, Ted. You suck. Rihanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And
2: a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. So
3: reach around the guy.
2: <laughs> you got to squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and
4: Bone. <laughs> Welcome in. Happy Friday to you. No common man today, but that's all right because Eric Reeser is here to join me for the day. What's up, reeser Good afternoon, Bone. How are good you? Have, it's good to have you on, good man. Good to be here. I am uh, I am excited to do the show. This is the first time in the new studios because we, we built new studios during the pandemic. Yep. Always a good time to do construction work when you know no one can be in the office, so they did. It's true. And then they put us in the new studio, and so this is the first time where I have hosted when Mike's been gone where I was not home okay. to host. So now I'm sitting in this side of things, and I got to tell you, I have to figure out how to get his <laughs> headphone mix off it's because weird. it is the grossest sounding headphone mix for people who don't know, Mike is deaf. Yes. So like, I don't know how deaf he is, but deaf enough that this in my ears sounds good to him. What it sounds like is if you've ever listened to a guitar player for a rock band and they've pulled the guitar up and screamed into the pickups because, you know, the pickups will go through the amp and all that. That's what my headphones sound like right now. That's, I don't know how he listens to this every
5: day. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's incre- it's impressive and incredible at the same time. Uh, that he's able to do that because I'll always notice when I come in here, whichever position I'm in for the Buckeye show, if I, I'm in this seat, you're completely normal. But then with man, it's just it's completely different in every single way and even the setup over there. So, yeah, it will take some time. To it really it does. To. Like,
4: honestly, it sounds like Jimi Hendrix is playing the national anthem. That's what like my voice sounds like in my head. It's just all At, at first like, at glance, you're like, what the hell?
5: And then you're like, all right, this is it. Going <laughs> yeah. like this for three hours. Serious question: Do you know how to switch this? thing now. No but- idea. Oh, good. All right. I-, I tried last time. I was in that chair <laughs> doing the show, and I said, "You know what? Forget it. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna sound how I All sound right.
4: to myself." I got to text Marco before before he leaves for the day cuz I'm going to need some help. I, yep. We have like we have Marco's our technical person who's still here in the building I think right now. I think everybody else is I saw Greg today but okay. I don't know. All right, we'll get it sorted out. Nobody cares about this by the way. I'm just telling you this is what I <laughs> I walked into I like Mike was like I'll sign in early on the computer. Sometimes it's real laggy and so I get signed in fine. I'm like this is all good. Plug in my headphones and it sounds like crap. I can I can appreciate the struggle that you're currently yeah, going through. It's okay. It's all good. We'll, we'll soldier through. Yes. Lots to get to today, of course. Degenerate T-Bone coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Tool of the week in the 5 o'clock hour. We have many things to get to, but as you heard Timmy Hall mention in the Sports Center, the, I don't know what we're going to call this, but this this joining of three conferences appears to be happening to some levels. So this has been reported for the last week or so. There's been stories about this possibly happening. Today, Nicole Auerbach published a story. Heather Dinich has also posted supplemental reporting to this for ESPN Big 10 Pac-12 ACC expected to formally announce an alliance sometime next week now as you go read through this story it turns out they're having a conference call sometime in the next few days to sort out what the announcement will be and what the actual alliance or partnership looks like but so it's not it's not fully formed yet but they, they're telling us they're going to
5: tell us mm-hmm. something. You get the announcement that announces the announcement that's coming. The press release, uh, to talk about a press release coming in the next couple of days is something I think we're just getting introduced to over the past couple of years. But uh, this in direct response, I don't know if its it's sort of panicky, but in response to the SEC poaching Texas and Oklahoma in the thick of night. Like yeah, doing it yeah. behind everybody's back. There were people there were teams, schools in the SEC that had no idea this was happening. You remember Texas A&M tried to get all cute with things saying, Well, we'll block that. We're gonna be the only SEC team in Texas. <laughs> yeah. And how'd then that go? twenty foot, it was like one scaramucci later. It's like, no, okay, <laughs> no, we're fine. This is this is good. Yeah. Exactly right. It was very quick news cycle. They were like, "All right, never mind. We're going to be one of many
4: Texas teams. Apparently, we're going to be all we're we're good soldiers here. We're not going to fight this. They know where the Texas A and M knows. They are they're not. They don't have enough power to go up against Texas. Sorry, you thought you did. You paid Jimbo Fisher a ridiculous amount of money, but yeah. Anyway, that that SEC partnership has rightfully so led to the Big Ten, Pac twelve, ACC saying, "What are we going to do?" and we had talked about this on our on our show when that all broke, and there was like this thought process of what if Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, uh, a couple other schools, and then the big dogs in the ACC, the big dogs in the Pac-12, what if they all got together and just did that? What if they all just left and formed their own conference? This isn't quite going to be what's happening here, but I guess what we need to find out, Eric, is what level are we going to be involved between the Big
5: Ten, Pac-12, and ACC. Yeah, this can't just be announcing fun little home-and-home series every single year between a Big Ten team and an an ACC team this year, and then a Pac-12 team the next year. It's got to kind of be full-on immersion uh, between all of the schools and their scheduling so unfortunately uh probably no more mac games probably no more tulsa games if this thing works the way that it should well that's just it i don't know what it's gonna be because it could just i don't think they do
4: it could right it could be this giant announcement and then they actually come out and they're like we're gonna play one pac 12 team Mm from the big 10 every three years and you're like okay that's nothing but I, I'm with you. I would I would prefer to see it be something more like this. But this is just me, and I'm curious where you are as a listener. If you're a Buckeye fan, if you're a Big Ten football fan, I wonder how much you would get on board with this. What if the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC said, we're going to all go, because right now the ACC plays eight conference games, Pac-12 and Big, 12, Big Ten play nine. What if they all said, we're going to cut those back to six conference games every year with protected rivals and all that stuff. We'll have a couple games at... You never lose. You're always going to have Ohio State, Michigan, and whatever other game you want if you want Penn State or whoever. But then what we're going to do is the other six games are going to be three from the other two conferences, three ACC, three Pac-12 every single year. That would get me excited. Yeah. That would mean, yes, you're right. You blow out all the Mac schools. You don't have to play those games anymore. You don't have to worry about having the Tulsa on your schedule every year. Now, not to say every, every year there's going to be ACC teams that are bad. But let's take like Boston College from the last couple of years. I'd still be interested to go to that game. I know Ohio State's going to win it by 30 or 40 points, but it'd be neat to see those big time schools playing each other as opposed to just schools that don't have the same luster, don't have the same appeal,
5: at least in my mind. You'd get to create new uh, opportunities for schools to play each other that would never, outside of random bowl games. So in Ohio State, Stanford, I think you'd get a lot of people interested in, especially fans within our listening audience, to go out to California and to watch them play. UCLA is the obvious one, or USC is the obvious one, but then there's UCLA. There's a game against Clemson you'd like to see happen a lot just because of the natural rivalry that's appeared over the past couple of years. I know just in talking with people that are thinking about this year's college football playoff, a lot of a lot of talk has been made about Ohio State Clemson Part three. It's like, sign me up right now for that. You gotta take another shot at Dabo.
4: Yeah, I would love it. I, I think I think the opportunities are cool from a as a fan, do you mm-hmm. want to watch these games? Now, once your schedule comes out and you suddenly see like you've got revamped USC on the bill, you've got Clemson on the docket. Oh, and it turns out Florida State's back Mm -hmm. whenever they get back and they're on your schedule this year, too. Suddenly, that's a really tough schedule. But that's why this expanded playoffs. Should that occur, then it's not as big of a deal right now that becomes more about let's put good games together. And if you have two or three losses, you're not out of the playoff picture. Right. Especially if you're a big time school. But I see there's this being two ways that this can go, because there was a quote from Greg Sankey, uh, Sankey mm. that he said the other day, we're certainly a part of the NCAA structure, and that's important, but our identity stands alone. He then went on to say, we're going to be good participants. We're also expecting significant updating of the NCAA's role and model. And I think there are some hard conversations ahead. Now... Yes, the NCAA is not going to be what they once were, but that sounds like Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, basically saying, "Yeah, the NCAA will will participate. Don't tell us to do anything we don't want to do." (laughs) Like I, I am not like it's it's like an adult son moving back into the house. Like, yeah, I'm gonna okay. You want me to be calling you if I'm out? I'm not coming home at 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I I'm an adult. You don't get to tell me what to do. Like I think that's where Greg Sankey is kind of at this point. And I, that makes me wonder how this can go. You can either see these three conferences—Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12—they could get together and form a national conference, a big, humongo conference where they play all these games, or you can see the SEC just rise up and be what they are, and then all these other conferences sit around and don't do anything. They, they form a little one game off here or there, nothing really significant. And then the SEC bypasses all of them, if they
5: haven't already. I mean, I think they mostly have, but that's the risk you run here if these three conferences don't get this right. Well, there, had, and had, there had to be been something done. Because in 2025, a lot of this is supposed to take place. The college football is supposed to expand to 12 teams. Texas and Oklahoma will have make it officially official with the SEC. And if the other Power Five conferences just sat there on their thumbs and were just like, well we can still we still have our traditions and our lore and look at all the, the the great teams that we had that played great college football in the 90s then you would be completely screwed and i, and I think what these three that when they form their alliance and i hope they workshop a cool name i don't have any faith that they will what they could do right now to probably a a a very chesty Greg Sankey as he should be is put the screws to ESPN in terms of their rights to the college football playoff and say all right that's a good point you guys tried to do this deal behind everybody's backs with ESPN, the SEC, Brass, Texas, and Oklahoma. So, now in trying to form this monopoly you, you, you can't do that and so for ESPN they can't have exclusivity to the college football playoff like you can still do their 17 hour reveal show and that can be fun but they don't get exclusivity to the teams when they are released every Tuesday they maybe get a couple first round games they might get you know the semifinals, maybe the championship one year but then you bring in you know NBC you bring in Jeff Bezos and you bring in people to bid on this to kind of push, put it to them a little bit saying you thought you would have this thing that would give you all of this power turns out you don't
4: yeah I think that's a that's a really fair point point. and I think what's interesting when you go look at the college football playoff uh, expansion committee they had there was Jack Swarbrick I want to say from Notre Dame was there mm-hmm. on that discussion I want to say Sankey was involved and then it was like the AD for West Virginia and someone else kind of I don't right it was just like right but it was like Ronan. there was no Gene Smith Big Ten presence involved in that there was no Big. T- I know the Notre Dame plays an ACC schedule, but they're not the ACC, no. right? And and the Pac-12 also really didn't have a voice in that. So I can see if these three schools co- or these three conferences come together and say, we're going to be unified on all of our positions of what we want to do, expansion of playoffs, how name, image, and likeness continues to go. We're going to work together on all that. We're going to form this, and the SEC can go do their own thing. But they're not going to get to negotiate because we're going to fill the college football playoff selection roles and we're going to be a part of that. That's going to be with us too. And now we have three giant votes and you have your one vote as the SEC. I don't know what happens to Big 12 in this scenario. They probably get absorbed by the other two <laughs> not, entities. Not good. Yeah, but the point is that's you're right you can throw your weight around by saying we're going to change up how the playoffs look on tv
5: i think at and, face the the power comes in the teams and the brands that the secs that the sec has and the sec has taken from the big 12 but i think the real power lies in the television revenue dollars that will come from this college football playoff expansion in 2025 and keep in mind i think the big 10 rights are up in 2023 so if the big 10 trying to look out for itself then they're going to be kind of on an island with that, and whatever they're getting right now from Fox is probably going to be, you know, added exponentially. So the Big Ten's looking for a big cash windfall coming up here, but then when those rights get negotiated for the expanded playoff in twenty twenty five or twenty six, that's that's really where everything matters, I think. Yeah.
4: Um, let's let's talk about that. You can tweet at us uh, at Man and nine seven one. I'm curious to know: Would you be excited about there being a three conference unification? all coming together like the nwo of college football basically and joining forces in that way and that means you know fewer big 10 games more out of conference games would you be up for that level of involvement or no you just want the big 10 to kind of stay the big 10 let us know at man and Bone 971 we'll tell you what we think about that when we come back uh plus some more discussion about this coming up next it's man and bone with reaser filling in on the fan fan traffic
6: from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center
3: Good afternoon. Some pockets of delays out there. You'll find slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 east split. Plan on some slowdowns and more delays on 71 southbound between 670 and Main Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Meineke Car Care Centers. Is your car as road trip ready as you are? Stop at your independently owned and operated Meineke, your one-stop shop for total car care. Make an appointment today for your free road trip check at a participating location. See store for details, engine, brakes, tires, oil, Meineke, doing car care right. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic
2: their collective IQ is lower than they think it are this is common man and T-bone
4: welcome in hope you're having a great Friday Eric Reeser's in for common man today we'll give you degenerate T-bone coming up four o'clock hour tool of the week in the five o'clock hour you can tweet us your tools now at man and bone 971. Reese, we didn't actually talk about, it. would you would you enjoy seeing it if the Big 10, ACC and Pac-12 partnered to a to the tune of like 6 of the games for the Big 10 schedule. Buckeye schedule can, would include 6 Big 10 games, let's say, and then 3 from the Pac-12, 3 from the
5: ACC. Would you Absolutely. You could sign me up for that right now to change games this season. If you and, and it would change every single year, <laughs> like I'd that. be on board absolutely right now. I mean, they've already got one Pac-12 team coming into town on September 11th. so that would that would be fine. I'm, I'm not going to honestly miss not playing Minnesota. I'm not going to miss the you know annual pile driving of Rutgers. Maryland does nothing for me as long as you keep uh, Penn State and Michigan. Make it a mix of ACC teams. Love to see games against Miami. Would love to see Florida State if they ever come back. Right, yeah. Clemson, sign me up every single year. And then if you want to go out West, I'd even see a Utah game could be fun because that's never happened, And at least as I can remember. Yeah, I don't, they I, don't Utah. Recall,
4: I don't recall them doing that, but
5: yeah. that uh, so maybe fresh faces. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it too, man.
4: I think, I know that there's going to be the traditional side of college football, which I enjoy too, right? I I, I missed last year having the marching band and yeah. the cheerleaders and the mascot. Like I I enjoy that part of tradition, right? Your on campus traditions, the things that make going to the game every week special. But I don't necessarily need to see them if if they're going to play, you know, some of the schools anyway that are not traditional rivals. Like Rutgers, Maryland, mm-hmm. even Nebraska, yeah. as big as Nebraska would theoretically be they, they aren't, are. but what they think they are and what they should be, what they used to be, I don't. I don't need Ohio State to play Nebraska every year. I don't need them to play Rutgers every year. I don't need them to play Maryland every year. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd want to protect, like we said, and I think that would be the goal of something. Even if they went to eight, like eight conference games, four, yeah. you know, two and two from the ACC and Pac twelve, and, and obviously those conferences do the same with the Big Ten. There's got to be a way to make something like that happen. I haven't done the math on it. I mean, maybe you can't quite get that to work out every single year, but something along those lines is the partnership I think you're going to see, and I do think they're going to announce something next week that also says, oh, and we're all voting together on anything coming down the pike, so... SEC, if you'd like us to do something, you're going to have to convince all of us it's a good idea, not just that it's good for you, the SEC.
5: Yeah, with the way the SEC kind of managed things, right? just just Greg Sankey and ESPN, the way they kind of finagled Texas and Oklahoma, leaving the Big 12 in the way that they did, and the way that the, nobody in the SEC was consulted, none of the member schools at least seemed to have a say in what was going to happen that there would be negative backlash. like The consequences from this probably didn't seem to them at the time because look at the coup that we've just created in college football. We have made a transformative landscape change in how college football looks and we're the SEC, now we're the dominant party. We've got the partner that's got the playoff rights for the next couple of years. When it expands, they'll have that seat at the table. Here's The power's all here and now you have the kind of other outliers saying, well, that's not going to be the case and it shouldn't be the case. It, It should be divvied up Fairly amongst everybody. And I know when you say fair in college football, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense sometimes. But even going back to when you say that it mathematically doesn't work out and there are openings in schedules, then you can fill those with MAC opponents or then you can fill those with the fun belt. But for the most part, keeping it a, all right, we've got some conference games here, but then we go and branch out if you're Ohio State or if you're Michigan or if you're teams in the ACC and you're going to grab some of those now could be new rivals that you could create, the opportunities there. I think are beneficial to those three parties that have formed the alliance again please workshop a better name
4: i'm not nicole auerbach by the way who broke the story was like it's got to be called the alliance it's like no it does not have to no it actually oh i think it was the alliance of american football that's what i think i think wcw
5: and ecw (laughs) so (laughs) yeah there's pro wrestling connotations (laughs) there's bad
4: pro football connotations it didn't work out i don't think we need to call it the alliance called i say call it the national conference the national yep. who do you play for you national
5: playing... there to be a southeastern yeah the national and the go. southeastern they're
4: going head to head every year and good luck with that at southeastern we're the national we everybody else cares about us that's that would be how I would position this league but I, I agree with you I think it I, I know that there would be some pushback from the traditionalists and that's where I don't know sure from what we hear from the people who run these schools the people who run the schools tend to not want to do anything away from the conferences but you do have three commissioners in these positions, right? Pac-12 has a guy who just came over from the Brand casino new. industry. Yep. You have in the uh, ACC, a guy who came from Northwestern, but is new to that position and has worked in the Big Ten. And then, of course, here you've got Kevin Warren, who, say what you will about Kevin Warren, we obviously haven't been big fans of how he's handled most things in the last year, but he is also still new to the position. I don't know. Would all those guys up like tear up all these existing deals with what they currently do and start marching forward under a new type of plan. I'm saying it would be different than if it was a bunch of guys who've been doing this for 20 years and say, we don't do that. That's not how things work here. Let me tell you how things go. Maybe it works out that there's newer blood here to kind of think through these things and, and maybe try something different.
5: And I do think that, you know, George Klevkov, when he was hired from MGM, he was a Hulu executive when he was hired as Pac-12 commissioner, was brought in to do something transformative to that conference. Because yeah. they're losing money on the network. Their teams aren't interesting. There was no buzz being generated by the Pac-12. But if they bring in a guy that oh, yeah. knows how to do it at a different level well, hey, let's go marry together with these two conferences that people give a crap about, and now we're fun again.
4: Yeah, Pac-12 should be the friend that's happy to have gotten invited <laughs> yes! to the party like let the acc and the big 10 figure out what really yep. needs to happen and they're just like guys whatever you want we're making money right yeah we're in. not going to we, complain we're voting with you i like you can't come in as them and be like nah let me tell you how we do things Mm-mm. in the pac-12 nope and have the no one out. cares no <laughs> one cares how you do it be be here exactly Let's Move right. forward uh so we mentioned this yesterday but i'm seeing more about it today the uh coyotes possibly moving out from Glendale, not possibly they are, so their arena is not going to bring them back next year, and that's a weird thing to say, right? But the, the city of Glendale owns the arena that they play in currently. The Gila River Arena will not house them after this season. So They got dumped by a building? Yes, they got dumped by their building. It's a weird thing, and they actually, in the team, in the uh, official statement from the city, said, we're looking for like more exciting Something events. exciting for our-
5: in the area.
4: <laughs> so, the obvious first choice for all parties involved would seem to be going back to where they played when they first entered the league, which would be uh, where the Suns play. I forget the name of the arena. Footprint Center. That's what sure. it's called. All right. But if it can't be done there, there's not many other hockey NHL-sized arenas in the Phoenix area. Quebec City's been brought up. Houston has been brought up. Hamilton, Ontario has also been brought up. I mean, it would, it would seem to make sense to put them in Quebec City, but... Yeah, I don't know how that's good for the NHL that you're taking another team out of the U.S. and putting them back in Canada where you don't get the TV rating point, which means advertisers... You get Canadian advertisers, but you already have Canadian advertisers. They're fine. You need to get American advertisers because that's where the sport needs to grow. I don't know if that's a great win for them,
5: but that would be the best situation if they can't be in Phoenix, I guess. And you got to have at least some teams with somewhat proximity to Vegas. You, know, you have San Jose, but... I think in Phoenix, like you said, you, you get that point because you're in Arizona. Like You're in a market that's probably not traditional to hockey, whereas if you take them back to Canada, well, everybody loves hockey there anyway. You're not gaining anything new by going back or going to Canada because yeah. there's already a crazed fan base that will give you money and that will do that to the other teams in the league. But, you know, I, I think about Ohio State hockey playing Arizona State in hockey this past season, and if there's something building in that little pocket of the country, if you're the NHL, it would behoove you to do what you can to keep that growing cuz maybe in 5 or 10 years then you've got something between the coyotes and maybe the vegas golden knights or the coyotes and the sharks and then things are fun in that corner of the country for the NHL in a market that probably traditionally people are like oh that that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah,
4: absolutely right. Quebec City by the way, they have an 18,000 seat arena ready to go. They built in 2015 and currently the major junior hockey league team the Quebec Ramparts play there now. So
5: the infrastructure is they'd probably like
4: to fill that with an nhl team (laughs) if they can as we've known so we'll see how that plays out but you got a year to i guess start to figure it out it's uh what a weird way to enter the nhl season by a building months yeah so bizarre uh judge issued a ruling in part of the trevor bauer case yesterday we'll tell you what it means next it's man and bone with Reese
6: filling in on the fan fan traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center
3: Good afternoon. A couple of headaches out there to avoid. You'll find some slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Plan about a five-minute backup over there. And more delays on I-71 southbound between 670 and Main Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Raising Cane's. Raising Cane's is celebrating 25 years. That means 25 years of serving over 2.5 billion cooked-to-order chicken finger meals in 25 years of serving their community. Raising Cane's, 25 years, one love. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
2: And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, because
4: fat. here's Man and
2: Bone.
4: Welcome in. Hope you're having a great Friday. Eric Reeser's joining me today. Mike is off. So, we I haven't mentioned this yet today, but I've, I've been meaning to, research because we put out our bonus episode, oh, our yeah. uh, uncensored episode of Man and Bone. We did an hour yesterday in the studio Off the air, out of the ears of the SEC, so we didn't get busted for swearing, so we could swear as much as we wanted to. We told some uh, behind the scenes stories. We told a little bit about some of the stuff that happened when we started planning for the ill fated and probably doomed forever Man and Bone Fest right before the pandemic happened. Anyway, if you'd like to hear that, if you've been listening for a while, thank you for those who left a review on the podcast. But If you get the podcast, if you've listened to our podcast before and subscribed to it, you already have this. Just go look in your podcast feed and find it. If you don't subscribe to the podcast, now you can. Anywhere you get your podcast, just search Man and Bone. You'll see our stupid faces. Click on it. Hit subscribe and you will get this podcast right there on your phone, on your computer, whatever you listen on. And it's an hour of us being stupid. Please know it is a lot of swearing.
5: <laughs> or at least... to you more. swear into traffic
4: breaks? I wish we could. We Well, that's the thing. We talked... We we told a little bit of a story about Leanna Ray. Because Leanna swears quite a bit off the... Oh! Air. Bodhi is in today. No. Bodie Bodhi gets the paint ripped off his that. eardrums every time Leanna's on hold waiting to do traffic. Because, yeah, like she's... Leanna's great. We love Leanna. That's why she fits in on the show because she is foul mouthed and as degenerate as any of us are here. That's that's what she is. So we talked a little bit about that. I think if we do another bonus episode, I think we should get Leanna on to talk with us, and we can just talk about Bjork. We can talk yep. about all the other things she leaves. She doesn't leave her six block radius where she lives. So anyway, if you want to hear that episode, it's all up there for you now. Just search Man and Bone on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get it. And uh, please don't get us in trouble. <laughs> if you, you get don't, in trouble, you, well, I don't know. We swear <laughs> a lot. Don't t- our Platinum Fox was super nervous about us doing this. He was like, "What words are you going to say?" It's like the swear words, the bad ones, the swear words. I mean, just whatever words we say in the office. Regular He's, swear he's words. in the office hearing us saying them. We swear around him. We just can't swear on the air. There's nothing out like. There's nothing. To be like canceled over anything. We just said the F word a few times. But anyway, if you want to listen to it, there you go. Enjoy. Few F bombs never hurt anybody. I think that's the way I think. We also talked about how Skip Mossick actually talks, which is nothing like what he talks about odd in the air.
5: Full disclosure, I was shocked. <laughs> so I'm I'm from being from Columbus. Like you, yeah. you grow up when you're listening to radio, Skip Mossick. I'm
4: the same way. I was very excited to meet Skip, and I still am. I love Skip. He's my guy. But I and grew up was listening to him as well. it was a
5: moment for me, and I hope I didn't like fangirl too much. I was like, oh, it's Skip Mossick. And then just, just swearing like a sailor. Oh, yeah. I'm it's, like, good for him. Mike does an impression of him where it's just like, ah, jeez.
4: <laughs> ah. And that's all he can do because that, the impression cannot be done without swearing. But truly a legend, and he does live up he to that. He is yes. a legend. Man, Skip and Paul, mm-hmm. those guys have some stories. It's always good to hear Paul Keel's Skip Mossick stories. They're, They've got some good ones, of course. Traveling around, doing Buckeye games. So, yeah. Anyway, go listen to the podcast you want to find it. Just search Man and Bone. I think we tweeted the link out, too, if you want to get it that way. So, at Man and Bone 971 uh, So, the news out of the Trevor Bauer situation, which obviously we're not going to go into all the details of what is accused of here, but you can go read all those details for yourself. The basic story is this today. And I think the headline is misleading. The headline is a judge has dismissed the woman who is accusing Trevor Bauer of assault. Uh, She is asked for a permanent restraining order against him. She had temporary restraining orders against him. The judge came back and denied that request. So that's like the headline that's getting put out there. It's like, Oh, Trevor Bauer, the restraining order was denied. See, this is all fake. It's like, well, when you actually read what happened, the judge said she doesn't live in the same city as him. And yeah, it, understandably you know you feel like you're a victim of something that happened here you don't want to have any chance you can run into this guy but on the other side of that legally they're saying there's not a whole lot of precedent to like have a nationwide you know restraining order i guess against him because he can live anywhere he wants she does not live near him whatever the bottom line in this story though and craig calcaterra pointed this out in his excellent cup of coffee uh newsletter which i recommend you get if you like baseball but he brought up this point and it's simple Major League Baseball needs to look at this situation very simply and say do we support someone who assaulted a person this is not being denied Trevor Bauer assaulted this woman while she was unconscious that's what happened and they admitted that in court I mean his his attorneys have not provided any evidence that says no she's lying about that they all say basically it was
5: consensual
4: it was yeah they say it was consensual for her to be unconscious and then punched and other things like I don't I don't understand how one can sign up for something when you're unconscious. You can you can send text messages and saying I, I enjoy these certain activities. I enjoy this type of, you know, bedroom, whatever. I don't know how you can sign up for things when you're unconscious. I don't think, you know, if you're if you're hanging out with your buddies, let's take all the, the sexual stuff out of it. If you're hanging out with your buddies and, you know, everybody's drinking, whatever, and you pass out on the couch you wake up and your ankle is broken. And they're like, what happened? It's like, oh, well, you said you didn't mind it if we played tackle football. You like playing tackle football in the yard. So we played tackle football in here and we just like kept landing on you and we accidentally broke your ankle. Sorry about that. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I didn't consent to you playing tackle football on me while I'm unconscious. I can't consent to that if I'm not awake. I think that's the simple point here with this Trevor Bauer situation.
5: Major League Baseball's got to make a ruling on this. I don't think they can let this linger too much longer. No, they can't keep kicking the can down the road. And that's what they're doing with continuing his stay on the commissioner's exempt list. This, um, from the hearing, was what did it for me where I I feel that he doesn't need to be in baseball anymore. Where Trevor Bauer's defense team said about the accuser, she's a recovering alcoholic, she has low self-worth, crippling insecurity, and she tells lies to important people, her best friend, her boss, her AA sponsor. that that was the defense that was the defense they offered was to destroy her character in this situation yeah contrary
4: to popular belief that's not a defense no that's offense like if you don't have a defense you go on off what do you do in football (laughs) if you have no defense you air it out and try to score a hundred because you can't you know you have no defense there is no defending what trevor bauer did so they're going on the attack and accusing this person of of they're they're trying to shame her and whatever you think of her lifestyle doesn't matter. She does not deserve to be assaulted while she's unconscious and no one denies those facts. There's nothing denying any of that from Trevor Bauer's own defense. He had a chance to speak and did not testify. That also should be pointed out here where he said he wanted to tell his side of the
5: story. He's taken the fifth on anything involving what happened when she was unconscious. He took the fifth. So, there you go. To Trevor Bauer's character. Quote, he's not looking at his phone. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. He's kind. He's not judgmental. Oh. <laughs> Get him out. Okay. Get him out. Come on. Get him out. Trevor Bauer's not judged
4: Again, I don't know what their line of reasoning is with that defense, but you can't in good faith. That does not mean he did what he's accused of. There's other evidence that points to that, but just on the point of Trevor Bauer's not judgmental, you should go ask like that college freshman that remember that where he was like harassing her online how many people he's judgmental all the time Scroll what are we talking about his twitter mentions oh my gosh all right anyway so trevor bauer not my guy but that doesn't mean he's guilty of a crime the evidence here does not support anything regarding this guy being a part of baseball i don't know about going to jail i don't know about anything i'm not saying anything about that major league
5: baseball needs to step forward and say we don't support this. While there is currently a criminal investigation underway, or at least it's being looked into to bring criminal charges against Bauer, he does not need to be anywhere near the baseball diamond. Then you can let the legal process play out, and for the Dodgers, they can do whatever they want to after that fact, but as of right now, he does not need to be anywhere near the Los Angeles Dodgers or Major League well, Baseball.
4: Well, and, and if you want to say, uh, hey, innocent until proven guilty, pay him. Pay him money and send him off. They're doing that now. They need to just formalize and say yes. he's out for the indef- He's out for. He needs to be reinstated, basically. So I don't know if they'll do that. Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred have left much to be desired in their responses to many a crisis, but we'll find out. Maybe they'll do the right thing here. Uh, Mike McCarthy had some interesting comments about Dak Prescott. We'll discuss those next. It's Man and Bone with Reeser filling in on the fan.
6: Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services
3: Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Plenty of slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find some backups on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. More slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. And backups expected on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. For the health coverage you need close to home, lean on Melina Healthcare. With a Medicaid plan from Melina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more, all at no cost. Get the most from your health plan. Visit leanonmelina.com for details i Ray with Fan Traffic.
2: Broadcasting live from the Tacoma Dome. Here's Man and Bone.
4: Happy Friday to you. Eric Reeser filling in for Common Man. We'll go Degenerate T Bone, 4 o'clock hour. Tool of the week in the 5 o'clock hour. You can tweet us your tools and possibly win a prize at Man and Bone 971. We will read those in the 5 o'clock hour. So, we have had uh, some interesting comments come out from Mike McCarthy about Dak Prescott. And you, particularly, Reese, were a little frustrated by some of the comments, just more or less not the comments, but the comparison
5: made in them. Yeah, I don't get what the Cowboys are doing with the Dak Prescott situation because it is a situation at this point, and a lot of it I think can be attributed to what the Cow- the Dallas Cowboys have done and and Mike McCarthy yesterday just talking about the team and, and his excitement for the upcoming season and thinks that you know his tenure in Dallas will be successful and that Dak Prescott will be a centerpiece in that quote. We have the quarterback, we have the right person, the right leader, and he'll be a huge part in that. But that's not what we have... But but that's what we had with Montana. That's what we had with Rich Gannon. That's what we had with Brett Favre. Not only what they do on Sundays, but what they do in practice during the week. They're so competitive, and they make the whole environment better. That's how you win consistently. Dak is that for us? So that's what I'm excited about. And I, and I, he's allowed to be excited about his quarterback. And I, I think he's allowed to wax glowingly about the guy that he's got under center, or hopefully the guy that they will have. Bodie, you know, hopefully he doesn't have any injuries that linger on. You know, into week one, I don't think he's going to play anymore in the preseason, but you don't need to exhume old quarterbacks in your comparisons <laughs> right. of your quarterback. Speak glowingly of Dak for the job that he's done. There's, it would be different if he was a rookie. It would be different if he just showed up into the league. You're like, wow, he's like Brett Favre, but Dak, Here's some professional advice. Don't be anything like Brett Favre. You no, know? You, you don't know. have to. You don't have to be. You don't have to be Rich Gannon, which is goofy. You don't have to be Joe Montana because you've got an established track record of being Dak Prescott. It's really good.
4: Yeah. And by the way, <laughs> Bo- like, Bodie is Bodie's filling in for Panama Ted, and it dawns on me that they never give us any producers on this show that don't root for the Dallas Cowboys because oh, Bodie's a Cowboys to- fan. Panama Ted's a Cowboys fan. From three to six, a a Cowboys fan must man the board. That's exactly right. So if you're a Cowboys fan and you've wanted to ever (laughs) produce radio, just send a resume in because we may need you at some point. But, yeah, Bodie, I I have not actually asked you this question. Pop on the mic for a second. Dak Prescott, we know the numbers. Last year he was on pace to throw for 7 billion yards Mm -hmm. and 400 million touchdowns. Do you think healthy Dak Prescott – Starts getting, is he going to be like top five in yardage this year? Do you think it takes him a year or two after the injury to kind of recover and gain back to where he was headed?
7: I would say it probably takes a little bit of time. Would I be surprised if we hit like November, December this year and he's truly 12 months, a year past it, and kind of back in the road? Re- I'm a huge Dak fan, so maybe I'm just too much of an optimist with it. I know. Things always seem to go terrible for the Cowboys, though, so I guess we'll see there. I (laughs) do think he's going to put up pretty big numbers this year because, while I don't think the defense will be quite as bad as last year because that's almost such a low bar to cross over because they were – Horrendous, like literally like historically bad, <laughs> just yeah. in the NFL period, not even just team history. So I do think Dak could put up pretty good numbers this year. He's got a lot of talent around him if they can stay healthy. But yeah, I do worry a little bit. I honestly worry more about the ankle though, still than the shoulder. Some of this stuff I read with some of the shoulder stuff, it's like they're just really trying to be cautious with it. Not, I think there's maybe a little bit too much
5: of a panic with that stuff, but. What if I said to you, Dak Prescott, the next Rich Gannon?
7: (laughs) I mean, I'll take the the Super Bowls, that Montana (laughs) one. I'll take one of them, just one of the four.
4: By the way, you can hear uh, Bodie and Panama Ted's thoughts on our upcoming podcast. Jerry World, too hot! It's going to be great. I can't wait for you guys to unveil that. The next Brett Favre. (laughs) I will say for Dak Prescott, though, I think you're right that November, December, who... Do you honestly care what numbers he puts up? I know I asked you the question. That's fine. But no Cowboys fan actually cares. What do the numbers look like? They care if the team is around 500 by the time you get to November, December, and then Dak Prescott is fully recovered and is playing like a guy who could throw for 5,000 yards, even if he doesn't amass that total. You want November to December Dak Prescott when you're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. That's hopefully not right. I mean. The Cowboys would think we don't have to fight. We play in the weakest division yep. ever. So if they do what they should, they should be rounding into form. And then hopefully for them, Dak Prescott is playing at the level we think. I'm he a can.
5: deranged individual. I watched all of the preseason game yesterday between the, Fel- or the Eagles and the Patriots. And the Eagles are really bad. The yeah, those are going to be really bad. I, I think we'll see tonight the Washington football team <laughs> really probably going to be pretty bad when they play the Bengals. And now, on who knows? Sunday, hey, I'm wrong when they play the Browns. A game you can hear right here on the fan. The Giants are going to be really bad. Yeah, so they're all really bad. Manageable.
4: So if the Cowboys can be not 500 because that doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> but around 500 because I don't You're do right. math well. Do we know what 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 is the workout between like I don't know what is uh, what do we have to be nine and eight now be seven is, and ten. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying like, what is this is bad? What is the percentage of like, if you're nine and eight or eight and nine? I don't know what that percentage is, but whatever, that's around where you want to be. You want to be on pace for that coming into November and then turn it on. That's what I think, and I think they'll be there. Uh, We'll take a break when we come back. I have some problems with Elon Musk. I have many problems with Elon Musk, (laughs) but I have one specifically that just popped up yesterday that we will talk about. And also, there are some problems for the Raiders that we will get into. That's all next. It's Man and Bone, Reese are filling in on the fan.
6: fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center
3: Good afternoon, you'll find some rush hour traffic beginning to build on 670 Westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. More slowdowns on I-71 Northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue, and 71 Southbound between 5th Avenue and Main Street. Five minute backup over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. For the health coverage you need, close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With a Medicaid plan from Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, and a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more, all at no cost. Get the most from your health plan. Visit leanonmolina.com for details. I'm Leanna Ray with Band Traffic.
2: Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. This
4: is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Happy Friday to you. Reeser is in for Common Man today. We'll do Degenerate T Bone coming up 448. Tool of the Week in the 5 o'clock hour. You can tweet us, your tools at Man and Bone 971. And don't forget, bonus episode is up now. We got over our target number of reviews on. Apple Podcast, so thank you to all who did that. You can go find our bonus podcast wherever you get podcasts. Mike and I talked for about an hour about behind the scenes stuff. We swore a little bit. Platinum Fox was sweating the entire time. He was right there. We had him bound and gagged in the corner just to make sure it was very interesting. So that added a little heat. And to And by the, the end of it, I'm sure he was just fine. He was he was just fine. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he realized it was all okay. But yeah, there's a couple times we talked about uh, various things about the show. So if you've ever you know. Wanted to hear us talk a little bit more off the cuff. You can go check that out. Uh, anywhere you get podcasts, just search Man and Bone, and you'll find that episode. So I said I have a problem with Elon Musk. I probably have many problems with Elon Musk, but let's just focus on this one. Yesterday, news story came out. Did you see the Tesla bot thing that got
1: around <laughs> the internet yesterday?
4: Bone. <laughs> okay,
1: so if you've missed this story. Go look, go look at the video. Yes,
4: go look up. There's a specific video that- if, What do you if, call it? Okay, well, let's explain. So, Elon Musk on Thursday unveiled a humanoid robot called the TeslaBot that runs on the same AI used by their fleet of autonomous vehicles. And he said, we're going to have this uh, this robot, and it's going to be something that will help take all the menial tasks out of your day, the day-to-day stuff that's boring, that you don't want to do. You can eventually have this robot that they're developing Around to just, I don't know. I guess if you're in an office, maybe it can file papers, like literally put papers in a file. I don't know who does that anymore, but maybe it can do that. Or, or I don't know, wash the windows or something. I'm not exactly sure all the uses here, but the idea is that the tasks that most of us don't want to do anyway, well, just hire an AI robot to do that. Now he said the ro- I thought this was creepy too that they had the. Height and weight of
5: the robot, which is that. It would oh, be you got you gotta have that for
4: five foot eight and one hundred and twenty five pounds. Potential robot fights. It will it will be built from lightweight materials. So anyway, he unveiled <laughs> all this. People are like, "Wow, Tesla's developing a robot. That's so cool." Here's what frustrates me, research. Number one, I don't know why we want. Has anyone not seen iRobot? Like this the creates Terminator. so many problems. Terminator, right. Every every sci-fi movie about AI robots does not go well. Let's not let's not get let's not run down that road as quickly as we can. But also, this will never happen. That's my bigger problem with Elon Musk, is he tells you, hey, I'm gonna build a cyber truck and it's gonna be the coolest thing ever, and then it looks like a piece of wadded up aluminum. But then it never actually happens. They've never delivered a Tesla truck to no, anyone. They've made a few prototypes. They've taken them out and done videos with them. They've never delivered one. So that's a problem for me. He's all about what was the Hyperloop? Was that his other thing? Like yeah, we're a transportation thing in okay. Vegas, right? And maybe that will happen eventually. But he's all about the
5: announcement. He is. He is. He's actually me at home. Has he been to space yet? Yeah, oh. or was it Bezos, Branson? Bezos and, and Branson. So far, they're waiting on. Oh, Elon hasn't done it yet. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. theme here.
4: This is this is me every weekend when my wife's like, "What are we doing this week?" It's like, "Oh, honey, I've got seven projects around the house. I'm going to knock them out. I'm going to fix the leaky faucet. I'm going to clean the basement. I'm going to do this." And then Sunday evening comes around, and I'm like, "Well, I've started a few of those. Yep. None of them got done." And now it's too late in the day and I'm just watching TV. Those weeds,
5: uh, two months ago, I said I was getting to them. <laughs> yeah, they're eight feet tall and I'll get that's, to them next year. That's
4: exactly right. That's how I roll. So I, I relate to him in a way, but stop giving... I, it's not even necessarily a problem with Elon Musk. Stop giving him credit for things he hasn't done. He They literally, the video you were talking about that's so hilarious, they had a human in a spandex a, a suit. green suit guy. Yeah, who came out... And then was like dancing and doing all these moves. And they're like, this is what our robot A will robot do. Our robot will dance like that. Well, they should have told the Boston Dynamics people who have those like robot dogs that run around all the time, just tell them you don't even need to build a robot. Just get a guy to hop <laughs> in a costume and run around. Because apparently that's what you have to do. You don't even have to
5: build a robot. You just get a guy to jump in a spandex suit and go out there and dance. What do you think they were doing at Boston Dynamics? Are like the guys sitting around making another like, four-legged hell creature? Oh, those people. just looking at Elon Here's Musk. Here's the thing. You know, Walking out some Muppet in a suit, just dancing the robot.
4: I have so much. I'm very impressed with Boston Boston Dynamics. Incredible.
5: And their ability to come up with
4: robotics and Nightmare things like creatures, that. creatures, but incredible. Why are we working on the thing? Like, everything they're doing is like, this dog, robot dog, if you, like, kick it, it'll hop right back up. And you're like, oh, so it's learning how to... So then it's like, it can run 47 miles an hour. It's like, that's way faster than I can run. And... <laughs> And if we're short on
5: gas, if we're in like, you know, Mad Max times, there's not going to be a lot of gas. There's not going to be a lot of cars around. I think these dogs are going to take over. Like- can't knock it over. I can't outrun it. If I've put something in its path, it can jump over it. Next, you're going to attach a flamethrower to it. Then we're done. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get
4: it. I don't know why we're going down this pathway, but for the, just. I want everyone to read sci-fi books, I guess is what I'm saying. Just go watch a sci-fi movie or two, read a couple books, and then let's not be like thrilled when Boston Dynamics is like, this thing has guns on it now. Are you aware of that? Our, <laughs> our robot dog has guns. It's like, I don't think that's the way we should go, guys. They can fight our wars for uh, us <laughs> or turn on us. <laughs> yeah, they can fight our wars for us until they're like, hey, we don't want to do that anymore, but you've made 7 billion robot dogs <laughs> right. with guns. We think we can take over the planet We're now. We're done filing your paperwork. Uh, yeah, that we'll, the then we'll be doing the menial and tasks. And turn them to us. Yeah, mm-hmm.
5: that's exactly right. Isn't yeah. right. it the American dream Dusty Rhodes that said a computer took your job, daddy? Oh, you sure did, daddy. computer <laughs> took your <laughs> and, job, And now, daddy. yes, sir, gives you a gold watch and kicks you on the
4: butt. That's right. Oh, that's good times. All right, so uh, problems for the Raiders. Here's what they've got going on. Apparently, they needed someone to do their menial task work because they forgot to do some... Fairly big portions of tasks there in the office. Uh, The Raiders have seen a bunch of their front office employees leave the team in recent weeks, including the team president, Mark Bedain. Mm. So people were wondering why all these front office people leaving the team? Well, now we may have an answer to that. Front office sports reported that the team has launched an investigation and found that there are significant financial irregularities that that stretch back more than a decade. The Raiders got some kind of tax break from the city of Oakland and Alameda County, where they used to play. They obviously moved to Vegas. That amounted to, over a period of time, $200 million in loans that they took out. Well, the county and the city said in, I think this was in 2011, they said, You know what? You don't have to pay those back. You're never going to leave and go to like Las Vegas or something. Uh. So don't even worry about paying those back. We're just good partners. And that loan is now a gift. Well, when you give, when you turn a loan into a gift from a tax standpoint, it turns into income. And they didn't report $200 million worth of income. So now, apparently, they owe a giant tax bill. And so because they didn't pay attention to that, uh, it looks like heads are rolling. According to Mike Ozanian at Forbes, he reported that the Raiders have very big tax implications from this money not reported, and that's the reason for some of these resignations. Sounds like they were more forced than a uh, mm-hmm. mutual decision there, but either way, good job, Raiders.
5: It's to go. tough when Mark Davis is your owner. <laughs> 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 because Al Davis, his dad, was involved in almost every meaningful NFL thing that has ever happened in the league, right? Mm-hmm. And he gave the team to his son, whose qualifications are that he is his so are father's you son.
4: implying that mark davis may not be as good at something as his dad
5: was that's shocking there might be a nepotism problem in the league and a lot of teams are, are facing that and uh, Bengals fans are probably sitting there going oh yeah tell us about that yeah <laughs> yeah they've never the, the experienced it whatsoever now the las vegas raiders are seeing because while mark davis probably saw you know his team play in Oakland uh, probably wasn't too involved in how things were being negotiated between Alameda County and between the ODOT Co. Coliseum and the the problems that were there. And then this move to Las Vegas, he just saw the glitz and the glamour of Vegas. And it's kind of like a, a kid and you, you shine a light and they're like, oh, the sparkly things, but no real understanding of the workings of getting out of agreements you had with previous partners.
4: Yeah, definitely not something that Oof. I think is uh, in his wheelhouse, but Mark Davis, too, likes to sit at... Are you aware of his uh, P.F. Changs situation? Where he likes to sit there and do his office work? Doesn't and, he still drive a P.T.
5: Cruiser? Or is that yes. just a, a fun rumor? No, no. I, I want to believe that. that. It
4: was all the same story, I believe, okay. that we're referencing, where there was a news story a few years ago where it was like, every day, Mark Davis drives to his local P.F. Changs. He pulls out a laptop in a newspaper out of his P.T. Cruiser and then proceeds to do the business of an NFL team. And you're like, What? The guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars conservative, if not billions. And this is how he, and by the way, P.F. Chang's, lovely establishment. Great food. Enjoy it all. That's fine. It's the fact that the guy who owns an NFL team doesn't also own a P.F. Chang's sized place that he could just not have any customers in and just walk in and have his own office and his own staff. And they just like do what he's asking, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, look this up for me. Get me this info. No, he just goes there. What a weird guy. And the PT Cruiser thing, also a super weird car for a billionaire to own. This is not guy who secretly has a couple million dollars in a 401k. I get that guy. Like, mm-hmm. there's lots of people like that like in the world. Bitcoin guy.
5: I made a bunch of money on crypto.
4: There's lots of people in the world who you look at and you say, they don't really look like they'd be a millionaire, but it turns out they got $6 million <laughs> somehow <laughs> through various, they own a couple properties, and they just like to keep it low key, and they don't flaunt it. I think when you're a billionaire... You don't have to worry about what kind of car you drive. When your name is owner of an NFL team, drive the lime green Lamborghini. That's what I would want to do anyway if I had billions of dollars. But everyone knows you're rich,
5: dude. You don't have to like pretend like, no, nah, I'm just some regular dude. You're not. It is extra difficult when your job title is owner of team. Because what exactly is that? You know, when you look at... Owners of teams that are, you know, that are involved in the day-to-day things like Bob Kraft, or I guess for a lesser, uh, sorry, Bodie, but the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones. <laughs> Somewhat <laughs> meddlesome, but the Cowboys aren't dealing with the the issues that have plagued the Raiders since Al Davis passed away. Like right. So Mark's job is to wake up in the morning and go to P.F. Chang's. And while P.F. Chang's is great, you would hope if your job title is owner, you wake up in the morning, you grab a cup of coffee or whatever gets you going through the day, and you have meetings with your staff to deal with things that relate to the team that you own
4: i'll tell you this it's probably a little difficult for mark davis to kind of fill his day and figure out what really is my role and where do i fit in and what should i be doing but it's a difficult problem that we'd all like to have I mean, I'd, <laughs> I'd love sign to me up. i'd love to have to do that where i have to figure out should i meddle or should i sit back and just let the billions roll mm-hmm. in because this is where i would be as an owner i would be the guy saying Let's hire a few people. I want to be at the press conference and I want to like just say a couple nice words. And then after the press conference, I'm going to the beach and you guys work on building my football team. And I'll check in two months from now and I'll find out how that's going. And then when the season starts, if we lose by 40, I'm going to ask some questions and then I'm going to wait till the end of the year. And again, at the end, I'll be at every game. I'll be in the luxury box. I'll be enjoying myself. But at the end of the year, if we're like 0 17, then I'm going to probably fire some people and hire some new people, and then we're going to start this over, and I'm going to go back
5: to the beach because I'm a billionaire. Extra important, especially when it involves the place that you're your team works and performs if, yeah. if, if those if, if that isn't if everything there isn't squared away then the problems just continue to amplify as they are now with the writers and sure you can go around and vince mcmahon everybody in the, the front office but then you've got to replace those people and I, I i don't know how long that line is to jump right back into that pool that people just came out of running you know they're on fire yeah I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of yeah want. at some point you do have to have someone who says i'd it's like pool, to go they're on fire i want to
4: go work for the raiders it's like well if there's no other job yeah they but, say like oh there's only 32 of these in the world then aren't create created equal no they're not and if other teams are also offering you similar jobs you're probably going to take those if you <laughs> don't have to work for mark it. davis uh take a break come back just how good could some of the young buckeyes be this year we'll discuss that next it's man and bone with reese are filling in on the fan <laughs>
6: fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center
3: Good afternoon. A lot of slowdowns out there right now. You'll find some backups on I-70 downtown split eastbound between the 71-315 west split and the 71 east split. Plan on delays for at least another 20 more minutes. More slowdowns on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue, and backups on I-71 southbound between 5th Avenue and Main Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. For the health coverage you need close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With the Medicaid plan from Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more. All at no cost. Get the most from your health plan. Visit leanonmolina.com for details. Help me on a ray with fan traffic. Do you
2: want a sports talk show with two guys who actually know what they're talking about?
3: Oh,
4: sorry. This is Common Man and T Bone. Man and Bone. What? That too. Man and Bone brought to you by Hinderer Motorsports right here on the fan. Eric Reese we're filling in for Common Man today. We'll go to Generate T Bone 448 Tool of the Week. Five o'clock hour. Tweet us your Twitter tools. And I mean, tweet them at man and bone nine, seven, one tool. of The week's my favorite like segment of the week that we do as far as all the listener interaction. Although I like, would you rather too, well, that was yesterday. Yes. Today tool of the week. It is always interesting to find out number one, how many times I've been labeled the tool of the week. And it's also interesting to find out what the temperature is. The audience. A lot of times I feel like I get our audience pretty good, but every once in a while I'll see a tool of the week that shocks me. Or surprises me. And I'm like, wow, I did not think, I did not know this was something that someone out there is really. Ticked off about, yeah, it, but it's always insightful, so I enjoy Tool of the Week. It's like my, it's it's my, it is my favorite segment. I
5: got it week. a few times, and I guess I'll nominate myself for Tool of the Week. But this extends into last Friday when I tried to do Degenerate T Bone, okay. and all of my picks failed. Oh um, <laughs> uh, well, that as we began the segment, then you're doing great as Degenerate Pre- T Bone because mine do too. Okay, so don't well, that I feel a little bit better there, but they so. were they were so bad. I think I had Kyle Bush, uh winning in Indianapolis, oh, but that was a Mario Kart course. So come on,
4: <laughs> look at you with the nascar references now i don't know we haven't worked a ton together are you much of
5: a car guy do you you watch any auto racing it's okay if you don't i do watch occasionally so i'm a tune in a tune out kind of guy so if i know there's a race like i'll pop in to see what's going on with this and and of course because last week's race was set to yakety sacks i I was in it a little bit more than i (laughs) would normally be it it was a big mess you know the road track courses are more fun to watch but pop in pop out all right, that's good. I like that.
4: That's, well. I'm glad you included a uh, NASCAR reference in your degenerate T bone because oh, I had I, to
5: in honor of I usually the segment. Do.
4: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I usually try to, but uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching that race last week. It exploded. The racetrack <laughs> exploded, nuts. and it was just bizarre. They literally had cars launching
5: in the air over parts of the track that were coming apart and just... I forget who it was bizarre. who just cut through the course at one point, but they should have just not penalized <laughs> him for it. Just oh, yeah. Like, Look, you're Chase good. Briscoe. Yeah, you're good. Because I think he was in contention up until that point. He was. And then the penalty set him back too well, much. Well, and then
4: he got back on the track and got behind the leader, and he was mad at the leader, and he wrecked him. <laughs> just chaos. And then they were like, well, he's penalized, but the leader's now out. And then, this, and then the third-place guy won, A.J. Allmendinger, so... The dinger! He got it done. I was excited about it. Alright, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about some of the things that could be happening for the Buckeyes this year in a very good way. I mean, we've we've known this team's going to be pretty good. We all expect them to be good. We don't expect them to miss a beat with C.J. Stroud coming in, taking over a quarterback, but 24-7 sports put together their preseason true freshman All-American team. Uh, Cooper petanya wrote this. I think I'm saying his name right? Probably not. Yep. Uh, running back Travion Henderson, he has listed as one of the true freshman All-Americans. There's two the Buckeyes have. I'll tell you who the other one is in a second. But he said about Travion Henderson that they expect him to just be a big part of the running game, a huge opportunity, and expects him to make an impact on day one. And we were talking off the air, probably will make a big impact this year, but
5: the Minnesota game to start off the season, do you, how much do you think Travion Henderson gets involved? I, I don't think it's much um, because, I, again, I think they're going to go with, obviously, Master Teague as the incumbent. You're going to have a, a brand-new quarterback starting under center for the first time in his first college football game. I do expect a great atmosphere uh, on that Thursday night that's two weeks from yesterday, which is great news. It's 13 days away. I think we got Maurice Claret days until Buckeye football. And so in that kind of an environment with a quarterback that you've never actually had play in a college football game or at least playing in, a, in a one that matters – have your your bell cow back that you hand the ball off to 30 times and just bash Minnesota to death and Ohio State's talented enough to do that you'll find you know Olave and Wilson down the field for some long bombs a couple of times for funsies but this this will be the case where I think Travion kind of steps back a little bit and weeks one and two I, I think the game plan will be if we're going to use the running back if we're Ohio State then you know if I'm Ryan Day then I'm just going to punch it down your throat
4: yeah I, I tend to agree with you on that and I think it's going to be a season where we will see this team run the football a decent number of times, but I still expect with the great wide receiver talent, I expect it's going to be aired out more often than not, yeah. like you're saying. And I, I, I think there will be opportunities for the running backs. But I, but either way, Trayvon Henderson, everyone is like raving about this guy. Another guy that they're raving about is Donovan Jackson, who's coming in out of Bel Air, Texas, offensive lineman who has. It's hard to say, right? The offensive line is supposed to be pretty good again for Ohio State. But they bring up the point here that this guy has progressed very quickly on campus. He's grasping things, processing them well, not just, not just, oh, he's big and strong and he's able to, you know, move some guys around. It's that he's understanding the concepts of what they want to do very quickly. As a true freshman, that should bode well for his career. I don't know what it means for this year getting on the field, but that's good to see, right? That you've got a true freshman who's impressing to that level that he's getting
5: national attention already considering they're moving their best tackle in Thayer Munford to guard, the the offensive line situation is, I think, as fluid as the days are long. So it, it just... One of those things to where he could be impressing, and, and he probably is, but if this guy, you know, coming out of Texas, they develop them now, the, the players, at such an early age, and it becomes so much more of a business at an early age. These guys are getting here, just understanding things at such a higher level than they've ever done before. And then when you're going up daily against guys like Jack Sawyer, against Zach Harrison, against JT Tumaluao, you're able to develop quickly because these guys will eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner if you don't.
4: Yeah, I, I really can't imagine... Like, I, I do remember my first day walking onto the Ohio State campus as a student. I only went for one year, but I did go and attended classes and all that stuff. And I didn't stay on campus, but I, you know, the first day you come in, there's, you know, everything's there, right, for you. You go in all mm-hmm. the different, uh, I don't know what the, the I forget where we went for this, but they had all the tables out that are like, you want to... Like the involvement yeah, fair. Yeah, yes, that's right. You want to go to the, you want to be in the physics department? It's like, I don't know anything about <laughs> physics, but maybe that's my talent. I don't know. Like... There's so much hope and optimism when you get on campus, but for these football players, they get on campus and it's like, you're nothing. Everything you did before is does not matter here. Now you have to show us again that you are the best. And for some of these guys who are true freshmen to show up day one and not be overwhelmed by all that, not be overwhelmed by the guys they've watched on TV the last few years doing this, not be overwhelmed that Ryan day is now holding the whistle and then showing up and actually bawling out in their first few weeks on campus. I'm amazed by it when guys can do that as true freshmen so all hats off to these guys Travion Henderson Donovan Jackson and all the other
5: true freshmen any other ones that can make an impact too And there are going to be a number of ones that you hear. Just (laughs) whenever Ryan Day gets the chance to talk about positions, he'll bring up guys like Marvin Harrison Jr., like Emeka Igbuka, guys on the defensive side of the ball that just got to campus two weeks ago. And then there's the mullet guy that everybody's talking about. So (laughs) an incredible amount of riches at at such a young age that it will be very difficult to keep a lot of those guys off the field. And with... Going just back to Travion real quick, I, I think he does become the guy at season's end and the pony that they would like to ride into the college football playoff. But just right now, you just bludgeon Minnesota to death of Master Teague.
4: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And by the way, on this show, Quinn Ewers is known as the quarterback of kombucha. Mm, have you ever had kombucha? No. Okay. It, well, have
5: you? I've, I have. I have. Oh, okay. Yes. What, so, what is
4: what is the taste profile? Are we talking like a...
5: I've always thought it was something fermented and sour-ish. Am I wrong? It is. Yes. No, you're you're correct. Okay. I didn't get sour notes. It was very bitter. And I had like bitter. blueberry okay. kombucha. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... I can't a, speak to holy kombucha, which is the, uh, all right. the brand for yeah. yours, but... Is there a funk on it? Like, you know how if you drink... There is. Okay. So you do get a little something on the nose mm-hmm. before you... All right. And you get... I, I got multiple tastes like drinking were you were you able an initial and then there was a secondary and then there was a lingering so i (laughs) (laughs) that gives you a sense (laughs) i agree no when you say say
4: a lingering i know exactly what you mean because there have been times where i'm like that was really good whoa hang on a second the lingering and then there's the burping because
5: it is bubbly um oh so it's carbonated and when it comes back up it's like that wasn't the same thing that went down Wow, it's an, so this, it's an experience. This thing is
4: like a shapeshifter that you drink, yes. more or less. Okay. And there
5: are purported health benefits. So you know, we're not gonna crap on that but well, it's C- a very interesting drink see C- quinn Ewers instagram for more i'm sure i'm sure he'll tell you all about whatever health benefits yep. there are you, find, you can find that however what you do, want. We do we got a vegan quarterback one here we had kombucha <laughs> cowboy the other year bunch of weirdos playing quarterback I, at ohio state what? can they can they throw <laughs> can the football they can they, they win they games
4: go. i don't care if you like kombucha by all means enjoy and by the way if kombucha is going to pay me Sign me Absolutely. up. Let's talk about it. Let's find out I how good it like, is. I
5: think his contract makes so he's got to have one like in his hand at all times. So during press conferences, he's got a bottle of kombucha on the field. There's you know one of the trainers is squirting kombucha in his mouth, just we've, getting him hydrated. Well, no, we've crossed the Rubicon on
4: that. When like <laughs> Buckeyes win a big game and there's a kombucha cooler that comes out dump and they dump up. that on Ryan Day. Yeah, not want that dumped on. No, you, you don't. Uh, take a break. Come back. Browns are the third best team in the NFL on paper i'll explain that next it's man and bone with reaser on the fan
6: fan traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center
3: Good afternoon. Traffic continues to slow down on I-71. You'll find delays northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street. More backups northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue and southbound between 5th Avenue and Main Street. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by J.C. Roofing Supply. Working on a roofing project? Think J.C. Roofing Supply. The best prices on shingles and all your roofing supply needs, including ground drop and rooftop delivery. Family owned and operated, servicing the central Ohio area for over 50 years. Check them out at JCRoofingSupply.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. You wanted the
2: best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T Bone.
4: Fan and Bone here on the fan. Eric Reeser filling in. Hope you're having a good Friday. You got Tool of the Week coming up, 5 o'clock hour. Degenerate T Bone coming up next segment. So I was looking at this article from Mike Clay over at ESPN. And uh, you know, he's uh, one of the NFL writers there. And every mm-hmm. year, he likes to put together his NFL unit rankings. And I was curious about this because, of course, you know, every fan, right, wants to see where their team is. Even if you think, like most people, ah, these rankings are kind of BS. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what this guy thinks, right? It's just one dude at ESPN. But then the second you tell me there's a ranking, I'm like, well, where do you have my team? I <laughs> How much do you think my where team sucks? Where do you sucks? have
5: the Browns is what I always yeah, ask. Well,
4: yeah, right. We're both Browns fans. Mm-hmm. But then there, of course, I know the Bengals fans want to know where they were too. So I'm going to start from the end of this thing because at the very end of this rankings, he puts together the overall top, you know, one to 32. He puts it together. Who's the best? Who's the worst? So here are the best teams in the NFL this year on paper, according to him. In a number five. Bodie's dallas cowboys and panama ted's and dallas rich cannon i mean Dak Prescott. <laughs> right that's exactly right so there you go dallas at number five the ravens at number four the browns at number three packers two, and of course uh tom brady mm-hmm. tampa tom yeah. bucks are number one and that's fine i totally understand uh if you're a bengals fan he has the bengals at 23 all right I, I can understand that ranking because you're looking at this team saying, well, if Joe Burrow is healthy and good, they probably are better than the 23rd team in the NFL, but you got to surround him with the talent and hopefully they have. To protect him. Yes, you, that's a huge issue as well. Now let's get to the bottom five teams in the NFL. Um, I do find this interesting because we have a lot of people talking about how Andy Dalton's the guy in Chicago and we got to get Andy Dalton because he's the one who can keep you in the playoff race. He has the Bears. Roster, ranked 28th out of the 32 teams. Is in the bottom five, along with Detroit, Carolina, the Jets, and Houston rounding out the uh, list there. So I'm not exactly sure that that's encouraging for Bears fans who are all very excited about Justin Fields if and when he takes over. But yeah, meanwhile, that's that notwithstanding. How do you feel as a Browns fan? Because that gets me excited to see them in
5: top three. I love it. As a Browns fan, uh, because yesterday when uh, I don't know, if, you know, Michael Greenberg, who people are probably familiar with, mm. waxed glowingly about Baker Mayfield, and I cringed. Oh, did you? I, I don't. See- I don't want that. Stop. So you're more along the lines of
4: the Browns fan that I have been over the years. Now I've I've been trying to become more of a let's enjoy being rated as one of the best. Let's roll with the punches. Let's get there and see it. I've tried not to be the person who's like, there's no way we're top five. And here's seven reasons why. Because at some point, it's like, well, I, I may have had those concerns over the years, but last year took a lot of that away from me to yeah. say, hey, man, I didn't think they were going to figure this out. December was a little rough, but then they found their way when it mattered against a very bad Steelers team, but they did get their way into the
5: playoffs and then beat the Steelers in the playoffs.
4: And On that, paper, that goes a long way
5: it's very difficult to argue the talent that's there. The names that the Browns have, the names that the Browns added in the offseason with John Johnson III just being one of the guys and and Clowney, and then the job they did in drafting with uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Kormora falling to them mm-hmm. in the second round on paper, it's great. So that's, you know, then the Browns fan in me goes, you yeah, wait till the... Mess it up on the field. <laughs> I don't use mess it up. It was a word that Buddy would have right. had to dump. But yeah. they're, they're, I, I have this this battle that I do internally as a Browns fan because yes, on paper they should be absolutely right up there. There's just a ton of talent. Yeah.
4: I, well, let's go through because they have. Uh, he has ranked the positions and tells you where every t- Now this is a huge undertaking. I would love to know how long it takes him to put this together. I would hope it's not like how much one- coffee
5: is consumed.
4: Well, I would hope it's not like one day where he's <laughs> like, you know what, today's the yep. day. I'm doing it all. There's no way you could do that. But he ranks every. Position unit for every team, 1 through 32. So we'll kind of jump around a little bit here, but let's start off with the offense. Quarterback units, he has the Browns, 11th best in the league. Bengals, 18th best in the league. Tops overall, the Chiefs, Packers, Tampa Bay, Seattle. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know, Baker Mayfield, top 10 quarterback. I tend to think he's close to being there, and they have been 11th. So can't really disagree with that. Joe Burrow could eventually get there. You don't know what he's going to he
5: be. Could be right up there. He looks. 10. He
4: looks like he could be great. Just got to know how healthy he it's, is. And
5: and I feel weird okay. rooting for him as a Browns fan. But I find myself incredibly hopeful that Joe Burrow succeeds. Yeah, that is a weird. Year. That is a
4: weird it's Ohio a weird State spot. motivated thing that I have too. Where I. You know what, it's not even all Ohio State guys, because there are plenty of Michigan players who have played for the Browns that I have Mm -hmm. rooted for and hoped for the best and enjoyed, you know, hey, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'm excited when he makes plays. I don't care where he played in college, but like Joe Burrow, I do feel, I don't know why, just I enjoy watching him play, and I was happy to see him come back to the state of Ohio. Yeah, it's going to kill me if he starts beating the Browns every year. I'm not going to exactly enjoy that, but we're not there
5: yet. It's not, it's not happened. Once it starts happening, I will enjoy it less. Uh, it, it's an odd, like, not ownership, but like, there's that kinship you feel with Joe Burrow, I feel like, as an Ohio guy, just watching him, you know, grow up in, in Athens and, and be the quarterback that you thought would, would hit Ohio State and then, you know, make it happen for the Buckeyes. And yeah. it didn't work out, obviously, and no real fault of his own. And he goes down to LSU and you're rooting for him there. That was strange as it, hell, it man. Was, it was a weird. I, time. I found myself thrilled for him that he won a national championship. Yeah. I, I was too. Once it all
4: happened the way it did, but yeah, it, it's still a little bittersweet. But Weird. it's all right. He's got a lot of fans in Ohio. It's okay. Uh, just a couple other highlights here. They actually say that the Browns have the best running backs room in the league. Yes, and I I'd fully sign on board with that. Uh, not as quite not quite as sure about having Cincinnati's running backs room at sixteen. Mm. That might be a little high, but. I feel whatever it's it's mid tier at best. Does that speak
5: to how bad seventeen through thirty two are? Um, probably, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's because <laughs> that's because <laughs> that's, that's weird. If you would ask me, the Bengals running back room is what in the NFL? It's like twenty. Oh uh, yeah, or something. I would say
4: lower. Yeah, twenties are lower. I would not think it's in the top half of the league or thereabouts. But that's where they have it. Uh, very high in the Bengals wide receivers, though. Third overall is where he's got the wide receiver unit. Has the Browns wide receivers at thirteenth, which I. I feel that's a little it's a little low, low. <laughs> but did he confuse these two that's like not that the, strange. the Bengals have plenty of talent like on they paper drafted well you and would think yes Jamar I think,
5: Chase I guess in Jamar my Chase, head, I
4: think he's going to be a baller
5: I've I think be just great. reports from camp and the drops and like I don't know if he's there yet yeah I know
4: right we'll see but that's it it's potential I guess is where he's going but with then, this like
5: Odell Beckham jr. I don't understand why people. This is so, just. Now it's just two Browns fans be like, what
4: about our team? Our everything. He, called us, he called us the third best overall team in the league. All right. I get it. I'm whining about things. But Odell Beckham Jr., I don't know why people think it's like, well, if he can not be a distraction, it's like whatever little <laughs> distraction he is, he's one of the best hands receivers the league has ever seen when he's on his game. And he mostly has been, except for when he's been hurt. So. Let's
5: give him a year where he's not hurt and see how he Without does. Without Odell Beckham Jr., the Browns don't beat Bodie's Cowboys. Last true. Season. Right. So. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. Uh, has the Browns as the top offensive line unit. Yep. That is music to my ears. Bad news is he has the Bengals in the bottom five, which is also That's true. And that is that is real and the huge concern. Uh, I think I want to say he had the... He had one of the big question marks as well, being the Steelers. He actually yeah, had the Steelers. That's, he had the Steelers listed as the shakiest offensive line in the league. Which good plan to have Ben Roethlisberger be,
5: <laughs> behind a line that you have not addressed. So they made some interesting off-season choices: the Bengals and the Steelers. Because I don't know who I feel worse about in terms of an offensive They're both, line. Yes, yes. Because it's well
4: bad. Might that bode well for a team that has one of the best defensive lines <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm excited about These it stupid
5: browns fans are just
4: gloating now yeah, well we're the third best overall team in the league we i don't know if you to, know that damn it. i don't know if you know that we're the third <laughs> best overall team in the league so you're gonna have to deal with that uh take a break we come back degenerate t-bone is next it's man and bone with Reese filling in on the fan fan
6: traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center
3: Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on 670 westbound before Neal Avenue. It is causing some slowdowns over here. Traffic is backed up from I-71. Plan on some backups as they try to get things clear and please use caution in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by J.C. Roofing Supply. Working on a roofing project? Think J.C. Roofing Supply. The best prices on shingles and all your roofing supply needs, including ground drop and rooftop delivery. Family owned and operated, servicing the central Ohio area for over 50 years. Check them out at jcroofingsupply.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic,
2: one is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean? Bald, 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 bald. Here's man and bone.
4: Welcome in. Hope your Friday is off to a great start. Eric Reeser filling in for Common Man today. Hopefully, you have a good weekend plans too. Maybe you're uh, mowing the grass, something like that. If you, I don't know when you listen to podcasts, Reeser, but I listen to them when I'm mowing the lawn. And doing like menial tasks around the house. I like to throw a podcast on. So if you would like to hear Mike and I swearing and telling behind the scenes stories, you can listen to our podcast that we did as a thank you to all of you who uh, have been listening to our podcast and reviewing our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can go check it out now. We did an uncensored hour is available to you only on our podcast feed, which is available anywhere you get podcasts. So Look up Man and Bone. If you subscribe already, it's in there. Listen to it this weekend. We've already had a few people who have uh, sent us a review of it, like just tweeting at us or whatever. The reviews so far have been it's great to hear you swear, which I didn't realize that was a unfulfilled need that our audience had, but I know it's going away from the porn, but if OnlyFans will let us just go on there and swear for our audience, well, maybe they, that's they a they new stream of revenue. They do need to find
5: new ways to get revenue, right? And Mastercard and Visa will accept payments for podcasts. <laughs> there so, you go. That's true. I'm on Spotify that. and I can see the Common Man and T Bone Bonus Show. All so right, if you had don't any hit play because now no, do would now
4: wouldn't that be great if we got an FCC violation from one of our phones accidentally phone playing, playing it through
5: the microphone? The Dirty Man and Bone the dirty, podcast. <laughs> dirty, mm. dirty man and bone. It's not. It's not dirty. It's just then platinum fox would have a reason to be worried that's right he would exactly (laughs) all right degenerate t-bone let's do it Bodie. common man in t-bones
2: degenerate t-bone
6: degenerate t-bone t-bones picks for the weekend sponsored by ohio health bringing care closer to you with more hospitals and care sites in more places
4: all right reese i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you one that i think makes a lot of money for everybody and i hate to say it this way but then i want to tell you a couple of uh bets that i think are really great uh from the big 10 schedule because we'll we'll get some over and unders in college football in a moment but this weekend the crew they're down they're bad mm. they're awful jossie zardes is now out he's gonna miss the game they're starting forward lower body lower body injury because it's hockey now caleb porters you know kind of getting a little testy it's like well it's the fans Think that Barry will be great. Well, maybe he'll play. I don't know. All right, whatever, dude. Here's what I know. Playing the Seattle Sounders. They're coming into town. They want revenge for losing an MLS Cup. This is the rematch. This team has sucked the last five, six weeks. They've actually been really inconsistent all year, have the crew. They're playing Seattle. Seattle is plus 200 to win this game because it's on the road. Just, look, just bet on Seattle. If you're a crew fan and that's going to hurt your feelings, then you get some money back if they do it.
5: And that'll make you feel better.
4: And if the crew get any other result than a loss, you'll be like, wow, that was amazing. I did not expect that. So just plus 200, go take that, and you'll probably make a little money. But even if you don't, you'll feel better because, hey, then you you paid for the result you want, which is you need a point out of this game at the bare minimum. I don't think they'll get it. But there you go. That's me, T-Bone, the Giant Crew fan, telling you to bet against the crew because they suck, and right now they do. Sorry. Have to tell it like it is. Now, here are some Big Ten college football best bets as put together by ESPN. I want to see where you are on this. Wolverines, they say the best bet in the Big Ten this season is under seven and a half wins for Michigan. Let me read you their schedule. Western Michigan, Washington Huskies, Northern Illinois. I think they win two out of those three. I don't know if they beat Washington. Rutgers, That's three probable wins, although Rutgers has made it a little Mm. dicey for them in the past. Rutgers was their premier win last season. That's right. That's right. At Wisconsin, loss. At Nebraska, (laughs) maybe that's four. Northwestern's going to be down, but I still think Northwestern is a tough out for them. At Michigan State, they don't win both of those games, so I'll give them one. That's five. Indiana, no. At Penn State, no. (laughs) Maryland is maybe at Maryland, but it's at Maryland, and that's six. And then you play Ohio State. I think I would go the under I think the under is the easy one there. I think that's easy enough. And they actually ESPN has it as your best bet. Um now I don't know about the rest of these bets they put in here. Penn State to win the league plus eight hundred. Well, if you're gonna bet on anybody not named Ohio yeah. State, that's fine. And eight to one odds is really good for one of these like win the league bets. But yeah, I'm not I, I think any betting against anyone other than Ohio State is probably losing your money, but if you wanted to do that, there you go. Sparty over under four and a half wins. I mean, Sparty's supposed to be bad, but I want to say they already play Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, Maryland, and Nebraska at home. So there it is. There's probably three at least, maybe four wins there. And if you can get any of these other teams that you play on your schedule, like I said, I could see Northwestern even, or I'm sorry, Michigan State rather. I could see them beating Michigan. They've got Michigan, Maryland, and Penn State at home. They could win. They could easily get, I think they can get over four and a half. That's, That's one I would take. And the last one I'll give you, Indiana over seven and a half wins. It's the favorite. It's minus it's minus 105. Wow. Do you think Indiana's going to have trouble getting to like eight or nine wins? I don't. I don't. Yeah. It's only seven and a half. So if you are looking to place some bets, you got a couple weeks till the season starts. Maybe you're going to take a trip to a state that has their head screwed on straight and let
5: you bet on sports. Can you drive to like the border of you, Ohio and Indiana? Put your cell phone across the state lines and then <laughs> download bet. Here's you have asked App-
4: the, you have asked the right person because I have done this many times. No joke,
5: I have literally made an hour and a
4: half drive from my house to the Indiana border. There's a little town where I can get cell reception. <clears throat> You have to, like, establish – it's like being in the paint. You have to establish position, and then you're, like, considered in the paint. And then you're good. Yes. And then they let you – yes, you have the – I have the the app downloaded. I have my information in there. It verifies where I am, and then it's like, do you want to place these bets? And I say yes, and then boom. They're all on my – I've lost most of them that I've placed. But I have money in the app that if I go back to Indiana – or, like, Michigan or Pennsylvania or any of these other... West Virginia. Uh, you can literally go to any of these other states where it's legal and do this. Yeah. So if you've got time between now and, you know, next couple weeks when it starts up, if you want to place some bets, I'm just telling you, the before the season, over-unders and all that stuff, that's where it is for me. I think it's great. So now I've given you some heads up and some time to do it. Make your best judgment. Make my scramble to the border. Yeah, that's right. Run for the border. Come on, Ohio. Let's whatever oh, we have nothing else for- <laughs> we'll we, don't, we don't need any money in ohio we don't need any tax revenue from that no nope, we got an hour left of this show i'm not gonna
5: <laughs> drag you down that i know one hole. of your
4: favorite thing to do is talk about sports and state of ohio <laughs> legislature you love that it it's your favorite state thing. ever yeah uh we'll do the rundown when we come back it's man and bone with reese for filling in on the fan
6: fan traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center
3: Good afternoon, watch out for a serious accident now blocking the two right lanes of Westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. Traffic goes bumper to bumper from I-71 and still continues to build. This is an injury crash with emergency crews on scene. Please be very careful over here. Plan on delays for at least another half an hour. You might want to avoid this if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by Raising Cane's. Raising Cane's is celebrating 25 years. That means 25 years of serving over 2.5 billion cooked to order chicken finger meals and 25 years of serving their community. Raising Cane's, 25 years one love. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
2: Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone.
4: Welcome in, happy Friday to you. Eric Reese filling in for Common Man today. Bodie is filling in for Panama Ted as well because every year Mike and Ted, like clockwork, in August they take vacation together
5: at the same time, and I don't know where they go. They never tell me, but well, they I feel always like. Ted is waiting for, is at home pre-gaming for CM Punk's return tonight to professional wrestling. <laughs> and Mike is trying to figure out how he can get out to Los Angeles to put his name in for the Jeopardy hosting spot.
4: <laughs> yeah, that Jeopardy situation. Well, CM Punk, I that whole thing, if you're not a pro wrestling fan, CM Punk is coming back supposedly to wrestling tonight. And that's a big deal for a lot of us who like pro wrestling. Is that going to... Do you watch
5: AEW? Regularly? I don't. I, I, Are you so, going to tune in? Uh, yes. I, I will try to find I think it's on yes. TNT. Okay. Uh, it might be TBS. One of the Turner but, yeah, stations. Yeah. Right. I will absolutely do that just to watch this because as a fan, a huge fan in 2011 and in recent years I just haven't paid attention to an AEW thing I only really pay attention to. If Ric Flair's there, I think Sting uh came out of you know out of nowhere to wrestle at 95 years old uh chris jericho got a pizza cutter taken to his face i saw that that. caused like dominoes and everything to get all you know (laughs) some scuttlebutt there so that's where i've paid attention to that company but uh, the cm punk thing i I think is a big deal for just like pop culture yeah you know because this was a guy who was as big as it got in 2011 and then just walked away from it all with middle fingers in the air went to the ufc didn't have a great time did not, there. Did, did not go well for him. No, no. has been a, a pop culture figure floating around for a couple of years. And this does, yeah, th- I'll, I'll definitely turn it on.
4: Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. By the way, Platinum Fox has been tweeting or texting me during the show. Uh oh. Well, no, because I had said, um, I had said the Hyperloop has not been delivered by Elon Musk a while ago. We were mm-hmm. talking about Elon Musk and how I feel like he never delivers on any of these things he promises. And Platinum Fox said, oh no. Hyperloop is in Vegas. Oh. It's working. And I said cuz I he had recently taken a trip or some time ago taken a trip and I said did you have you been on it? And he said, "Yes. It was great." And I said, "How fast did it go?" And he said,
5: "45 miles an hour." They <laughs> built a highway that. underground? <laughs> they built like 33 underground? Now, he's claiming I did not know this. So it was he, like 70 miles per hour.
4: Well, so Platinum Fox is saying that there's one that apparently Musk takes from, uh, like oh he's building one from L.A. to Vegas, and mm-hmm. that one will go. Okay, will go 130 miles an hour. So will that, that will that will that <laughs> robot guy when's be on it? To, when's he going to space? <sighs> No, he already put like a Miata up in... Or no, it was a Tesla. What? The Roadster, right? He put a. I thought he was going to space. No, no, no. He shot a Tesla up into space. Why
5: does a Tesla need to be in
4: space? <laughs> he'll be on Mars soon enough. Don't worry. He's going to just make sure... Like, I, Elon Musk seems like the type of guy that would be like, no, no, no. I want all you guys to go first because I care about humans. And then as like the rocket explodes, he'll be like, oh, darn... I guess we'll get more rockets,
5: and then once it's all tested and fine, then Elon Musk will go up and go on. Elon advanced. Musk is like a kid in, a, in like a, a toy store where you have to constantly refocus him. Like, no, 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 come yeah. over! No, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a. I got lost at Kosai as a kid because I was one of those that couldn't ever like. I was like looking here, yeah. Everybody yeah. we go here, but I'm going over here. Like that's Elon. They're like, come on, e- no, Elon, this project, come over here.
4: There was at old school Cosi. There was mm-hmm. a um, that was the old school Cosi. There was a there was a self check area where they taught you how to check for um, various cancers which is educational and good but of course me and my dumb junior high buddies would would go to specific anatomically correct parts to do things and that was wrong and that was bad but as a child I feel like I was let down by the system because I was not taught properly that, like hey when you're at cosi and you're in 7th grade don't act like a doofus around like these apparatus then you went to
5: Wendy's and had a frosty
4: (laughs)
2: <laughs> I miss that Wendy so much.
4: I miss it so good, much. Good Wendy's. And it is only a certain age group and year of people who rode a bus to Kosai where they had the fake glass facade yep. and you walked in, it was like an old bank and then there was like steps. And then after that, you got a frosty at the first Wendy's. <sighs> good times. Great glad times. We, glad we had this memory. Mm-hmm. This is great. And if you don't know about what we're talking about, that's all right. Um, we're just old and reminiscing. That's what we do. Uh, let's hit the rundown, shall we?
2: Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown, the rundown.
4: I'm going to take a hyperloop back in time. There you go. go to that. <laughs> and go to that cosi. That, Although the new cosi is great too. I love the current cosi. I'm just old cosi. There's something was about fun.
5: the old cosi.
4: There was, and yes, and now I and I've forgotten about that. When he you said it, and that that. Triggered a memory and I felt very good about it. I was an obese
5: child, so that was the best part of the Kosai experience. I'm an
4: obese child as an adult. I
5: eat like an obese child. I just eat everything I want. I don't eat any veggies. I remember not, I remember like enjoying going to Kosai because it was fun, but the after Kosai Wendy's was the best part.
4: Yeah, yeah. for me. That's good. That's, I, I, if I again hit the lottery and I will just like steal all the Wendy's signage, I will, I will print my own and I will make my own like fake Wendy's. In that, I don't even know what's there now, but I will find a way to put something there that is close to that type of uh, that type of deliciousness. I will say this: good.
5: now, as an, ad, as an adult, the Post uh, Cosi Land Grant beer is that's great right. Too. That's an adult, so yes, fun, that's, and I have done that.
4: That is a good trip as well. Yes. I agree with you. Spaghetti Warehouse too. You can go over there, get a plate full <laughs> yeah. of pasta, go get some beers. It's great. I love this idea. <laughs> All right, so there could be an alliance between the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac twelve. Uh, Nicole Auerbach for The Athletic reported this this morning. Heather Dinich from ESPN has also had some reporting on this. But basically what it amounts to is that by next week, the plan is the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 will say, we're aligned, we're together, here's what it looks like, here's what we're planning to do. Doesn't sound like they actually have the plan fully together yet because one of the reports from Heather Dinich was that they're going to have a call this weekend where they kind of hammered out. But at least there's this. There is a committee that's been formed to figure out, and it involves people from all of these different conferences. All three conferences have gotten together already and kind of laid some of it out. They're just finalizing it now, but this partnership could be anything from, hey, the three of us are going to play a game or two here or there, and we're just going to look out for each other, and maybe we'll all vote the same way when it comes to college football playoff expansion. It could be something as loose as that, or it could be something like a giant super conference with three divisions where these teams all play each other pretty regularly. They vote in lockstep together, and they basically are like, Cool, you're the SEC, you're over there, we're all together over here. Which way do you think it will go? Where like if you had to put a percentage on where or
5: not a percentage, but those are the two extremes, where do you think it lands? If you had to guess right now. Initially, I, I think it's just the oh, a couple games. We'll, we'll, we'll do a couple games against each like other. Like a loose formation. It's a loose affiliation of three conferences that need to have a reaction or a... They need to have a counter to what the SEC did in the middle of the night with Texas and Oklahoma. They just... They got to do it and they got to do it now. And while that's fine, I, I would hope that there is... I guess I'm going to have to hope for another press release about a, a, a future press release or a press right. release about a meeting that hashes out more intricate details of this, because I, I think for it to truly be successful, it needs to be a complete immersion of all three conferences playing games against each other, like six Ohio Ohio State can play six Big Ten teams, but then the rest of the schedule is Pac-12 and ACC. Sorry, Mac. I'm, I'm an Ohio University guy, and I love it when the Bobcats go into Ohio Stadium and get steamrolled by the Buckeyes. It's fun to watch, and I appreciate it. I know what it does for Ohio's athletic department. I know what it does for insert Mac opponent here's athletic department. But in terms of conference survival at a power five level, is what needs to be focused on right now, and so it's got to be Big Ten teams and also ACC teams and also Pac twelve teams. I think this is a good point that you bring up because all the Max schools we have a lot of
4: graduates from Max schools that are you know in the listing area. I don't know the answer on this because I've never rooted for one of those schools, but I would think in some ways it takes the pressure off if there's like a super ridiculous, over the top, super NCAA above that. Mm-hmm power conference structure. And then all the other conferences can be like, okay, cool. So now we just play like regular college football. Like we always have. And maybe there's a little less money coming in, but it's still, I don't think anyone's going to be, if you know that Ohio, do you, do you go to an Ohio U game or did you, when you were on campus, do you ever go thinking, well, you know, if we go undefeated, <laughs> we could... I mean, look at what Cincinnati's been I doing. And, it. it's,
5: and it's a tough deal. It's hard to see yourself getting into that club. In 2012, OU was undefeated and ranked 25th because they'd beaten Penn State at the beginning of the season, heading into the last game of the season at Miami and lost. Oh, that's and right. And so I was making—I was trying to make the argument to nobody who would listen because it's a ridiculous proposal that Ohio should be invited to the BCS games. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know
4: what? You, but in theory, you're right because it's like, well, if this is all college football and all that exists, but that's the reality we're living in. Yeah, it's never truly been about the Ohio no. U's or the Boise States or the Cincinnati's when they or Temple when they had their run yep. for a minute. Like, it's never been about that. It's always about who are the power players. Who does everybody want to see at the end of the year? And that's going to be the two or three big dogs from the SEC, a couple of Big Ten powers, if those ever exist, other than Ohio State. A, a Pac-12 power, some ACC powers like Clemson. That's who you're going to want to see at the end of this anyway, and that's where they're headed. That's that's why Oklahoma and Texas joined the SEC because they're like, we know much of the Big 12 sucks, so we'll go join them because we know we want to be considered
5: one of the power teams. This alliance things like Voltron, but if Ohio State was like the head, the shoulders, the arms, Clemson was the torso and one of the legs, and all of the other teams were just the other leg in Voltron. That's right. Yes, that's exactly that right. It. That, yeah. that, that, that is is what it is, but they do need to, if they're going to go in, go completely all in and have the three conferences play a bunch of games against each other and this might sound weird but that 2030 game you had against Oklahoma Ohio, or against Georgia Ohio State you're not playing that because no. they're not part of this. Yeah. You have to exclude the SEC completely until they come to the table and say okay let's now work together. Yeah. I,
4: I agree with it has you. has to this, happen like These that. three teams these three conferences need to be saying we're doing our own thing the SEC can do what they want and oh by the way we have more schools more clout more power more money So, either they can get on board with what we're doing, or they can be left behind. Let's wrap it up, Bodie.
2: Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown.
4: All right. The question on everybody's mind, and it's been on our minds for a while, and it's going to be asked again, and we're going to try to answer it in the next segment, is, what the hell is wrong with Skip Bayless? We're going to try to unpack that, because he's just still crazier than ever. All right. Might need to dedicate a whole show. (laughs) Okay. But we'll try to get to the okay. bottom of what the hell is wrong with Skip Bayless. The latest on that coming up next. It's Man and Bone with Reese filling in on the fan. Fan
6: traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
3: Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the right lane of westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from I-71. Police on scene in this area. Please use caution. Another accident also blocking the left lane of 71 northbound before 11th Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper from I-70. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up. Drivers can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Drivers are home daily, receive great benefits and more than $10,000 in bonuses. Apply now RemkeyCareers.com, Equal opportunity employer Restrictions apply I'm Leanna Ray With fan traffic
2: Getting fatter And angrier By the minute This
4: is Common Man And T-Bone Welcome in Hope you're having A good Friday Eric Reese Are filling in For Common Man Today Bodie is Hanging out Where Panama Ted usually is Mike and Ted Have gone to Sandals in Cabo Mmm Good times. All inclusive. Yeah. Well, they have a Sandals membership that they, okay. they take, they go, I'm never included in the trip. Someone has to stay back and hold down the fort. It's, yeah. So it's okay. I hope they're having a great time. I usually enjoy hope it. hope I
5: am as equal of an experience to you as <laughs> Sandals is to them. I don't feel like that's the <laughs> case.
4: <laughs> I, have seen the, uh, I have seen the place. I don't know if, I, I don't think it's Sandals, but the place that's in, where like you have the room in the ocean like you're in a in a hut mm. on stilts above the ocean and you walk out and under you is just crystal clear blue water. That's where I envision they've gone. I don't know if
5: that's where they've gone. That's where I want to go for vacation. I don't know how Mike would do with that. Oh we, no, that's why I want to see, I want along, to see like, him the mirror, out there. And then there's like a larger fish that maybe could eat him. He's, he's freaked out. I want to Back see in him
4: in that situation <laughs> because it would be funny to me. I don't think he would enjoy himself at all in that situation because that's not his thing at all. He does not like natural bodies of water. He does not like anywhere that's not his house. Yes, mostly. But <laughs> that. that's, that's where I—that's where I like to be. Is I do like natural bodies of water. I have, believe it or not, when many pounds ago, I went scuba diving. Ooh! I've told him this before, and he thinks I'm lying. But I actually was in open water, like thirty feet down, with a tank. It was one of the best experiences of my life, and then I got in the boat and realized I don't know if there were any sharks out there, but I'm sure the sharks were aware that I was they out there they knew that you were there yeah and so they may have left us alone because they' were like not our thing not too much that. equipment to get through but it dawned on me then after I did it maybe I'm a maybe I'm just a sit in the boat guy. Maybe I'm a stand over the water and look down on it kind of guy. That's where not I'm a, at. I'm a, I can yeah. be in the boat,
5: but no
4: thanks. <laughs> yeah. Also, Aerial America is not good for that because they've shown those shots of, here's where all the sharks migrate. And it's like 100 everywhere feet off the beach. Everywhere that you want to go. Yes, it's everywhere you want to go. The sharks no, are thanks. like, that's
5: a great place to be. And then what every a, year they get closer,
4: apparently. Yeah,
5: they do. They're like, hey, that place that you and your family want to go for that vacation, sharks. Yeah.
4: That's why now everywhere we go on vacation near the beach, got to have a pool. Because I, I will look at the water all day long. I will stand out near it. I will breathe in the salt air. I will get sand in my toes. And then we'll go back to the hotel and I hop in the pool. Yeah. And then I feel much better. No sand in the pool. Yeah. So hopefully they're enjoying their vacation. Skip Bayless mm-hmm. is apparently enjoying his life. I don't I don't know how he lives with himself, but this is where he is. Here's the latest thing that Skip Bayless did. And I don't know what possesses this man. Apparently he woke up at 2 a.m. Or he does this every day. He does a morning show on national television. Your routine is probably a little different. Uh, and he does that out West, right? So he's three yeah. hours behind. So that's like 5 a.m. here. He's on at 9 a.m. Eastern. That's understand. Four hours before your air shift, you get up and do your stuff. Okay. So he gets up at 2 a.m. West Coast time and works out. Let him live. He's in good shape. He's an older guy. He wants to stay in good shape. Good for him. Here's the problem. He posted something to his Instagram today to his 437 thousand followers on Instagram. Why are you following I had a Skip about Bayless? That one. Why are you following? What
5: okay. kind of content
4: could he <sighs> possibly produce? Here's the content he produces: mm-hmm. a picture of an RCA digital alarm clock that says 2.00, and then you can see a ghosted image of his finger holding his phone right up to it to take the picture because the reflection is in the face yep. of the clock. And he says, "Hey, LeBron." I'm up here in L.A. Are you? I'm preparing for my first workout of the day. Are you, LeBron? Wake up,
5: LeBron. It's an obsession. It, like It needs clinical help.
4: What has happened? What, what happened to this man? Now, for those who are not aware of Skip Bayless' prior, well, not his prior history, because he's got a lot of stupidity, obviously, but Skip Bayless' actual career, at one point before he became just a shouting blob of angriness on our televisions. Skip Bayless was a notable journalist who covered the Dallas Cowboys for many years in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And that's of course why he always talks about the Cowboys. That's why he always claims to have all this insight. Skip Bayless at some point was a high level journalist in a major American city who probably made a good six figure living just going to practice Writing about trades and off-season moves, what went on at the game, filing those reports. And that wasn't good enough for him. So he decided then to become this incendiary, I don't know, lightning rod of a person who, among other things, when he was in Dallas, reported in a book that was, of course, since instantly refuted, reported that Troy Aikman was gay. And this was in the mid-90s when he did this, where, you know, again, no one... People would still think that's a big story nowadays, but it would be very supportive. At the time, this was viewed as more of an attack, right or wrong. That's how it was portrayed. But there's no credibility to that. Troy Aikman instantly came out and said, this is not right. And there was a longstanding feud from that. That was in the mid-90s that he did this. What is his deal? Why why is skip bayless what he is can you answer that for me research because i have no I th- idea i
5: think i have a theory as to why he is what he is um okay and, and, and this i guess this would give him credit because he foresaw what what would make a lot of money in sports media in the later 20 teens and into the 2020s is that he became he had this character idea? Right? it's like a wrestler that has a character idea and they live that character long enough, they become that character. Oh, you are. It's like Ric yep. Flair was never the, you know, styling and profiling, and wheeling, and dealing and son of a gun. He was, at one point, probably just a regular guy who liked to do some wrestling.
4: He was a very, for, by all accounts, a very tough individual who would get into fights, and, like, back in the old school days of wrestling, there were times where you actually did some kind of severe physical yes, stuff. Sure. And he's, <laughs> He was a noted, like, physically tough guy who, But the character he portrayed was this guy who never wanted to get in a fight Mm -hmm. and was always, you know, don't touch me, get off my alligator shoes, you know how much those cost. Like, you're right. That was a character he played.
5: Now, Ric Flair is that is human. Ric Flair, and so now Skip Bayless is no longer the journalist; he is the hot take machine that is obsessive with things that he thinks are what people want to get incendiary about. Yeah, like yep. he is—he feels that he has a pulse on the mob that is social media, that is general sports fandom, where he can say something and the pitchforks and the torches come out. Yep, I totally- he is the Pied Piper of hot takery. and that's the character that he's crafted over decades, and it's made him a Boatload of money.
4: Here's the thing with this type of media that he's in, sports we're in it too, sports media, but you know, I guess we're all in the opinion business, but I think when you come in here, when I come in here, when most people come into any like of these type of positions, we're trying to give you something that's entertaining. And makes you think a little bit about the sports you watch or bring up a point you hadn't considered, maybe. We try not to make the most obvious observations. We fail at that miserably, but you know what I mean. Like we're we're <laughs> trying to be somewhat entertaining, right? There is a level though where I think you, I, and most people would say, Yeah, I'm not gonna go out here and just say something horribly inflammatory or otherwise. Just to get a reaction, because you can do that. You can you can say LeBron James shouldn't even be in the NBA; he's so bad, and everyone would point and laugh at you. But Skip Bayless has somehow turned that into let's pay him eight million dollars a year to do this on TV. So what I'm saying is, if you're a young person trying to get into sports broadcasting, uh, you can do one of two things: you can try to make it the normal way, make a good living at it, have a nice career, and enjoy yourself, and try to like you know have a soul, or you can be completely shameless like Skip Bayless, and if you're annoying enough and persistent enough, you can make millions of dollars, and I,
5: if you're asking me how to explain that that works, I don't know. Yeah, I can't explain that aspect of it, because it is it is a fairly foreign thing to me, because we, we talk about authenticity, and we talk about being organic, and nothing he's done in his professional career on television, real. at least that I've seen, well, it wasn't is real. any of them.
4: It, I, it wasn't real many years ago. Now, I I do think, like you
5: said, this is who he's become. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, yeah. Because I picked up Skip Bayless when he started first take. I didn't know who the guy was at all until the first take thing. Yeah. And so that's all I know him as.
4: Yeah, and he's still he's a still hot it's take guy. Bad. I mean, bad at everything. Bad at, bad at, yeah, last week he was saying, oh, they're, Jacksonville's hiding Tim Tebow. They're going to have him the secret H-back weapon. Urban's not going to play him a tight end. Just you watch. Then he gets cut the next day, and it's like, oh, we'll talk about it all day. on
5: The weird obsessions get me because I don't think there's anybody in 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 sports media, at least, that has these just strange, endless obsessions with certain athletes and players that doesn't end ever. Like If he's getting up actually at two in the morning and thinking about LeBron James, you know how much LeBron James is thinking about Skip Bayless? <laughs> zero. It's Less just, than zero. It's sad. Absolute zero. Yeah, you're right. But not to his bank account. No, that's true. That's not sad. So right
4: and I don't know anybody who obsesses over like one college football player who won a Heisman trophy and then played for a minor league baseball team and tried to play tight end for, I definitely don't know anybody like that. All right. Tool of the the week is next. You can tweet us at man and bone 971. We will read your tools on the air. If your tool wins, you win a fabulous prize. Winner receives a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye state store located at 4191 Worth Avenue at Easton gateway. That's right. Conrad's is your prize for tool of the week. That's next on man and bone on the fan fan traffic
2: from
6: the Logan AC and heat services traffic center.
3: Good evening. Still watching a couple serious accidents. One crash blocking the right lane of westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. Traffic is still bumper-to-bumper from I-71. There's also police on scene in this area. And an accident blocking the left lane of I-71 northbound before 11th Avenue. Traffic is stop-and-go here as well. Plan about a 20-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Meineke Car Care Centers. Is your car as road trip ready as you are? Stop by your independently owned and operated Meineke, your one-stop shop for total car care. Make an appointment today for your free road trip check at a participating location. See store for details. Engines, brakes, tires, oil—Meineke doing car care right. Only on the Ray with Fan Traffic.
2: Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
4: Welcome in. Hope you're having a great Friday. Eric Reeser is in for Common Man. Tool of the Week is coming up in just a moment. But don't forget, it is that time of year again where you can save big money on water treatment equipment from Connecticut. That's because next week, Thursday through Saturday, August 26th to the 28th, it's the open house savings event at Connecticut at their location in Canal Winchester. They're also offering salt and filter discounts at Midway Market in Ostrander off Marysville Road. Here's the, here's the deal. If you want to get Kinetico water in your house, if you want to get the funk out of your water, then that's the time to do it. Because you can get $1,000 off a water treatment system like the one I have in my house, the whole home water treatment system. You can get $700 off a K5 drinking water station like I have where you don't have to buy bottled water anymore. You get a spigot. Of water that comes out of your sink that's just the Connecticut Purified Drinking Water right there. It's awesome. Plus, you can get 25% off filters and accessories, huge discounts on whole home systems. Everything is there. Plus, you can enter to win an Amazon Echo 8, autographed blue jackets items, and much more. Check out Connecticocolumbus.com. But don't forget, this Thursday through Saturday, coming up this week, August 26th to the 28th, it's the open house savings event at Connecticut. Duel the week time. Let's do it, Bodie. Common Man and
2: T-Bone present
6: Tool of the Week. Sponsored by the Lions Den.
4: Winner this week for Tool of the Week gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, located at 4191 Worth Avenue at Easton Gateway. Reese are you ready to go? I am. All right, let's do it. Bill says, my guys.
1: Mm, Doggies.
4: Nice. Hear that tonight. Good
5: pull, buddy. High school football game of the week. I like it,
4: yeah. Uh, my tools of the week are you guys. If you were smart, you'd do a paid subscription podcast of weekly bonus content instead of messing around on Cameo. In lieu of a prize, I will accept 5% of first year sales.
1: Buster Screen.
4: Thank you, Bill. He put Buster Screen in there, so I had to say that. Yep. Like our guy, Jim Donovan, who you can now hear on the fans doing at one. Brown's podcast, Yes. Fight the Giants. Mm hmm. Alex said, My guys. Everybody wants it smaller and soft so they can dig their fingers into it. That's right. Science. My tool of the week is the guy in front of me at Chipotle who ordered four meals with chips, drinks, and paid on separate cards. Empty line at arrival, but by the time I paid that line was at the back wall. Emperor Common Man, can I get a jail for life verdict? Well, he's not here. Reese what do you say? Then I'll roll on it. Uh yeah, jail for life. What that's very nice. I was gonna say death. So oh, we can't. No, we can't be killing anybody. No, we can't. We, right. well, this then is he's death. It's death. Head spikes, walls. That's right. You walk in, you order more than two items. Sorry. <laughs> Call it in the head. They have an app. Do that. Uh, Seth says, "My guys, tell them about it, Jojo." My tool of the week is the people in management at my job. Usually on Fridays, we try to get out around noon. As long as we keep up production throughout the week, which we did. However, yesterday management decided to let us out almost two hours early, so we could work all day today and never got a reason or explanation for their decision. Needless to say, everyone was mad, and no one understood the logic behind the decision. See, that's just it. Tell people why you're doing it. Explain, hey, Thursday this week, we're going to have two hours off early, but Friday you need to be here, and here's why. People may still be mad. You got to explain that stuff. I think that's fair. Uh, You pointed this one out to me earlier, but uh, Tom, or actually Trap is the one who tweeted this in. He said, Tom is the tool of the week, and then included a picture can you describe the picture, Research
5: At last night's Reds game, there the scoreboard message uh, sometime later on in the game where you can send in messages, much like you can with two of the week and various other things on the fan. And, and group messages are like happy birthday or congratulations on retirement to your grandpa or to Jim who just retired. Congratulations, Jim, on your retirement. So the Reds group messages had some of the Happy 40th birthday, Colin. Happy 13th birthday, Kelsey. We love you. Caitlin, I was wrong. Talk to me. Tom. At the top. At the top. Tom so Tom is trying to get a
4: message to Caitlin, whoever Caitlin is. Uh-huh. And he's opted for a Reds ball game. Yes. Okay. Caitlin, run. <laughs> yeah.
5: My yeah, message to guy, her.
4: This guy may not be so many red flags involved with this. What's that shirt made out of? Not boyfriend material. <laughs> not boyfriend material. Tom. Sorry, Caitlin. I want to move on. Uh let's see. This is from uh Daddy. Always good. Daddy said, my tool of the week has to be the Dremel 4300. Talk about a multitasker. I did that wrong, didn't I? Daddy's my tool of the week. So thank you, Daddy. Okay. Because that. that's that's a... Thank you for the joke. I appreciate it. Uh, BG says, mm, my guys. Oh,
8: boy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Can't wait to hear Collinsworth back. So good. My tools of the week are people in my neighborhood who knew a minor inconvenience like increased traffic for two days because of a road closure would cause such hysteria totally understood people don't know how to act sometimes around road closures people know how to drive in the city well that's that's another thing my tools yes. are forever
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh yep uh this is from thaddeus he says my guys choppy time my tool of the week is your bonus show i now want it every day look what you've done well you know what thaddeus go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If we get to 750, that's the next threshold. We have 500 reviews. We want to get up to 750. When we get to that, we're going to do another one. And you may see how this is going. We may just do this every time we hit a certain milestone. We to, may have to amend that to get to 515 because I don't know if we'll get to 750. I don't know but demand I mean, seems pretty high. All right. Well, if people want to hear another one of those and you haven't left a review yet, go leave one on Apple Podcasts and you'll get another one. Or go listen to that podcast now, and you can hear what he's talking about. Uh, Ray says, my guys. Jack
2: and Dick.
4: My tool of the week was who kept putting the NASCARs on the track to be destroyed. (laughs) That was uh, yeah, NASCAR. Yeah, it was NASCAR. (laughs) It was the uh, Indy race where they raced on the road course at Indy, not the Oval. There was a piece of the track that came up, and cars, you saw the wrecks. We were talking about it earlier. I mean, cars were just destroyed from this little flap of, I don't know, track border, I guess Mm -hmm. is the best way to call it. Did not work out well.
5: I was going to use a Mario Kart Koopa Troopa Beach (laughs) reference here. (laughs) There's a shortcut on the beach, and it's a ramp, and you never are able to hit that ramp and get into the little cave that sneaks you through half the course. But if you do, you're you're just lapping everybody. (laughs) And that's what they were trying to do on that turn. They just crashed.
4: Yeah. Uh, Hikey Mikey Mm. says, my tool of the week... Oh, 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 oh! That was, that was all right, Bode. You were on it. He <laughs> was on it. He didn't say it, though. He said, my tool of the week is Paul Feinbaum. Kept interrupting Larry before he was able to tell us how he drank 25 beers in three hours. Beer bong, butt chug, will never know. And Larry would agree since he called Paul a sissy in a very roundabout way. Look at him. Sorry, Mike usually does that. I added in best Vince McMahon I could give you.
5: Did you hear the Larry? Paul's got to walk a fine line there. Oh. Because you can't really ask somebody, well, how are you ingesting or how are you taking in these beers? Well, you, right. You don't want to encourage encourage binge drinking, but
4: it's a level of curiosity one must have. Larry
5: had a problem. Larry Larry had a big problem. And Paul couldn't be seen as uh, too eager to figure out exactly how he was drinking the 24, 25 beers. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Brutus said, my guys.
0: That wasn't a doink, that was a dong.
4: Yeah. My tool of the week is myself. I went up to Easton earlier this week and bumped into a mannequin and said <laughs> sorry. Then said, Oh, I thought you were a person.
1: Well, I really I was still talking to the mannequin. I've never heard of anything like this. <laughs> so he's he walks
4: into the mannequin. Whoa. Oh, sorry, and then explained himself like, "Oh, stupid me! I thought you were a mannequin. person. You're an inanimate Get out of my way. Let me explain this to you. I yes, I, you know what? I, well, who is this Brutus? Yes. All right, number one, Brutus, you win the prize. Oh, you're, you're winning tool of the week. That's great. Also, Brutus, I want you to know you're not alone. I would feel a level of shame and guilt for bumping into someone where I would start explaining myself like that without even realizing who I was explaining myself to. And in that case, it's a mannequin. So uh, congratulations to Brutus. He wins tool of the week. He's going to get a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store located at 4191 Worth Avenue at Easton. He's in Easton. So just if you run into that mannequin again, be like, hey, you helped me win tool of the week. Thanks. Oh, hey, you're not real again. Is Elon Musk around? Can he animate you into a thing? No, he can't to. because he never does. I'll get to it. He never. He ever did the hyperloop
5: does. thing. He which, did it. the way Platinum Fox put it there. Just he dug a hole in the ground that you could take your car in. You oh, went go 45, forty-five miles, miles an per hour.
4: hour. Oh, like the a regular street. It's the
5: future. What did? Like, wasn't it supposed to charge your car as you're going, but faster than forty-five miles I per know. hour? Yeah,
4: I, I do know this. If that's what the future is, I just I'm
5: fine with here. I'm good. I
4: don't need 45-mile-an-hour Hyperloop. It's like, how long will it take me to get to Cleveland? Seven days. Nope, I don't want it. Good with that. Yeah, I'll just take the freeway like normal. All right, back page when we come back. It's Man and Bone on the fan.
6: Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
3: Good evening. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of 71 northbound before 11th Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area. But still watching that accident on westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. Traffic is still slow over here as they try to get things clear. It is backed up to Leonard Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by WOW Super Fast Internet. Best price of the year. Switch to WOW Internet for the best price of the year. One gig internet is fast with the most bandwidth. Now only $49.99. Call 833-WOW-SALE for all details and get this deal today. Only on Array with Fan Traffic.
4: Final segment of the program. Eric Reeser's been filling in for Common Man today. Doing a great job as always. Appreciate you coming on, Reeser. That's fun to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. We had a blast. And uh, now Timmy Hall's enjoying the fun. Timmy, how are you?
1: You guys. Uh oh. Oh
7: I didn't think about it either. No, you know
1: no hang on hang on <laughs> oh tim's done it too there was i have four, I have four yeah. was i put too four long. up not three you were that's thinking my, of the old studio when the microphones didn't make any sense with the numbering of them i wasn't thinking at all yeah that's what i was doing well bone reaser it's good to see you guys <laughs> usually you do bone chops bone man I don't know that
4: Bone Reeser. Man reaser. Bone. Bone is a lot.
5: Bone that's why the Bone, bone Frogs did not bones. accept Bone Reeser into their group, because it <laughs> no. just took bone. too long to say Bone Reeser. Bone
1: reaser. I used to think that your name was Greaser. Mm. Greaser? That's Greaser, with a G, because I would hear his name when you put Eric and Reese oh, together, Eric you say kind of fast. Yeah. Eric Greaser. Eric Greaser. I can see that. I've heard a your lot of things Greaser. about
5: my name, but that's the first time I've ever heard Eric that. Eric Greaser. Yeah, it's I can see you in the wheels, crazy That's a good name
4: greasy sure. greaser that's like a um oh gosh what was the thing we why am i blanking on the thing we had in your show that was for the beat rider? <laughs>
1: oh, that's God. what it was what? i heard you guys show. our guy tim may just riding buckeye the buckeye, buckeye beat.
4: beat writer the buckeye was literally beat the writer. copy that someone sent in here many moons ago <laughs> and had produced to say that he was a I, and of course our voice listen, guy did listen. not did not deviate he was like beat writer oh no Got don't it. read it exactly I, how you I write it
1: made the mistake of walking up to this person and verbalizing you yes. know, i should have typed it up myself yeah i right. figured i'd be cool because we were like chatting we were doing things in the here and now and it's like oh what do you want for that promo once again it's like yes something simple just i forget what the name of the segment was but with buckeye football beat writer tim may mm-hmm and then it came back, and I heard the voice guy, and it's like he tried to put emphasis on it. was on like, it. beat rider. Buckeye mm. football beat rider, Tim May. Yeah, he's like DMX talking about the Rough Riders. I yeah, wanted just... some cowboy sound effects in oh, you, there. No. <laughs> would have been better. Do you yeah. still have the audio file? Uh, we'd have to, I don't know where it is. I unfortunately don't have a no. way to get, so I we,
4: saw the light of I day. think
1: they're burned no we we aired oh. it i'm quite sure oh, we, we aired. It. Yeah. I oh, like, aired oh it's out there Dude, Dude, had to go for a full season yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. May. because that's how we I did it that's
4: how it? we did it back <laughs> in the day just oh well we made a mistake right. let's let it live forever that was
1: uh i don't yeah. know if anyone like knew it probably went into your subconscious didn't. No, didn't quite know but you're like wait what, what? beat rider well if huh? you
4: say it quick enough it kind of sounds beat rider you know but yeah Anyway, Eric Greaser, the beat writer. There it is. That's it.
1: What's coming <laughs> up on the Buckeye show tonight, Tim? Coming up tonight, we, we're going to keep it till about 6.35. I, I hear they're going to start about 10 minutes past 7 at uh, Berlin tonight where the high school football game of the week is. Matt Andrews and Tyvis Powell. It'll be fun. They're getting ready for that. I'm going to talk about the floor and the ceiling, which I think both are going to be pretty close to each other for this Ohio State football team this year. Also, my friend, your friend, Pat Murphy, Mm-hmm. Loves the crew. Loves covering the Buckeyes. He's Great a beat dude. rider himself. So yeah. we'll ride a little bit on the Buckeye beat. What they were up to this week. The latest with all things camp. And Jim Harbaugh is a bit of a hypocrite. Oh yes, he is. That certainly is.
4: That's coming up on your short Buckeye show. Six o'clock. Six thirty-five ish or so. We'll get tonight in high Big school football. Hypocrite. <laughs> Big hypocrite. Big giant. I like it. And then at seven o'clock, like you mentioned, or seven ten thereabouts, high school football to sales at Olin Tangy
1: Berlin. That should that's be right. A Berlin. Very good. Berlin, I'm sorry. Not Berlin, like Germany. Sorry. I knew that and I, I said it wrong anyway. The, these names in Ohio, Olentangy, I'm surprised. Berlin. We're not pronounced OEO or Ohio with all the different right. pronunciations of our towns. Exactly right. On the Olin yes. <laughs> <The, the, the laughs> Tangy. Yes. Indeed. The Skioto yeah. river, my favorite <laughs> the one.
4: Dublin Skioto. All right. That's uh that's the Buckeye Show recap. Let's get to the back page.
2: The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone.
6: Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Take it away,
5: Reese. Is it Lionel or Lionel Messi? It's Greaser. <laughs> Lionel
4: Greaser Messi. It's Cabbage. Lionel, Lionel. Messi, Lionel Messi. There you has
5: go. helped Michael Jordan make $7 million over the past couple of weeks. Really? Air Jordan manufactures the jerseys for PSG, Leo's mm-hmm. new team. Mm-hmm. And MJ gets a cool five percent of the club shirt sales. The kids have already wow. pulled over a hundred million dollars wow. in just a short time. So that's a good percentage it's for just oh, sitting yeah. there doing nothing. You're saying just
1: Michael. Just Michael. Five yeah. yeah. percent. Whoa. <laughs> yeah man.
4: Paris Saint Germain mm-hmm. is the uh, team, so it's Paris. And so Paris Saint Germain. Paris <laughs> just outside. In, it's Berlin. in Berlin. It's in Berlin, actually. In <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, but no, that's, you think about it, Paris has a pretty uh, decent-sized population of people. A lot of them are into the soccer team right, there, and Lionel Messi, jerseys. fairly popular worldwide, so it makes sense they do 100 million in sales in like a week. So, all right, there you go. That's it for us. That's that's the show, boys. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Timmy, enjoy the Buckeye show tonight, and then enjoy the high school football after that. We will be back on Monday.
6: It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
3: Good evening. You'll find that earlier accident has finally cleared from westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but plan on some residual slowdowns as traffic continues to recover. Backups coming from 71. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe. Safe Auto. Only on the Array with fan traffic.
0: Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust.
2: One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald? Bald, bald?
0: Here's Man and Bone. I want to point something out. All right? I, too... Would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur pecia. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair
4: will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night I had the NBA games on and uh ESPN.